I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is living in the new world with an old soul. These rich men know the rich men. Lord knows it all. Just wanna have total control. Wanna know what you think. Wanna know what you do. And they don't think you know, but I know that you do. 'Cause your dollar ain't shit, and it's taxed to no end. Everybody, welcome to episode 72 of the NFP Podcast, presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP Podcast is brought to you by Riverside Dodge, the official truck sponsor and dealership of the show, as well as Hooked Up Enterprises as the official in-arena gear of the NFP Podcast. Of course, Wrangler, the official clothing sponsor of the show, Wrangler, along live the Cowboys as well as our leg Bolorama that just wrapped up there a couple weeks ago. Tier 1 event, $25,000 added, going to be hot and coming in next year. See if they can go uh, back to back to back. But uh, anyways, before we get to all that, thanks for joining us again, everybody. Whether you're in your tractor, starting harvest maybe, or uh, just driving down the road to the next uh, event, or in your office working. We're proud to be with you with the NFB Podcast. And even prouder, we have a host back who we may or may not have said was being a full-on AFP Instead hey. of NFP, but ladies yeah. and gentlemen, there he is. He's back. It's Scotty Byrne. What's up, bro? And don't think the minute that last episode didn't air that someone said, hey, the boys called you an AFP. So <laughs> I knew right Was away. It? We didn't do that, did we? Yep, I, I think you did. But, but I can't I can't say too much because we do. Jason, when you're not on, we gear you too. So I can mm. take it. I got a dish note. I can take it. And people say, did you hear what they said? And I said, no, I don't listen. <laughs> There's no point. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, good to be back. I'm sorry, fellas. I wasn't being an AFP entirely. I was just preoccupied with, uh, we hosted the Canadian National High School Finals here in Brandon. So that ate up a good two weeks of my life. And um, I'm back, excited. Um, I hear we got a good episode this week. Uh, so, yeah. Good to very, good to hear you. It's very see your interesting. Very, very interesting, interesting episode. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit off the spectrum from what yep. we're. Uh, I think I made a comment in it. If it made the cut, I don't think there's been more f bombs ever on an epi. Yep. Is that safe Which, to say? There, cinnamon nuts. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and surprisingly not from me not from this guy which they mostly come from so yeah well you you remember that aunt that was mad at for uh, mad at you for all the swearing well she's gonna be fucking really mad now so. yeah she'll be fine yeah well, she's tuning out after yeah, this one that aunt is probably uh, not going to uh partake in in this uh interview but we can get into that a little bit right now because we got martine uh wall on today who i kind of referenced it if you listen to the last podcast with boudreaux campbell uh, Douglas Duncan hooked it up with us, and this guy's life story is unlike anybody else's that I know. 
and he lives a completely seems like a different world life and it's not too far down the road right south texas so uh, he deals with the uh, border crossing and hauling cattle and trading cattle from Mexico into the U.S. And that's just a portion of it, right? It's it's the lifestyle that he lives and the people that he deals with and the things that he sees every day and the life that this guy's had is uh, pretty cool. So we're excited to show you guys this episode. Scott, you're going to have to listen to it because you'll get a real kick out of things of uh, the way that you view um, politics and whatnot. You like this guy. <laughs> As Jason said in the interview, I think it's fair to say that we know which way this guy's voting in the next election. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but super cool. And it was an honor to have him. And, um, you know, me and Douglas talked afterwards. And like Douglas says, he just got the most respect for the guy. And, and he's just a straight shooter. And he tells it exactly how it is. And what's on his mind is going to come out. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty fun interview that uh, that you guys will get to listen to in a bit. Jason. Yeah. What is yes, up, sir. buddy? What the hell have you been doing? I forgot to do your intro. I got so occupied with Scott being back. So excited to see his smiling face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blood is thicker than water. That's what they always say. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Hey, hey, you're NFP blood, bud. Yeah, bud. I'm the OG. Yeah, you're the OG. Yeah. I am uh, coming off 12 <laughs> days of lake life. Oh, yeah. How was that? I was actually too. Sit- I was sitting on the deck during the martine wall pod yeah you were you didn't say too much you just sat there and smoked darts most of it <laughs> with your eyes yes <laughs> i yes. looked out well, i have an awesome view from my deck so i just enjoyed it all it was it was good i even got back on when we got kicked off i could have just did something else but i wasn't uh i wasn't ready to end that interview it's yeah. interesting yeah, it was very So anyway, yes, I'm 12 days home yesterday, going back up there tomorrow. Nice. What brought Big you home for one night? day? Um, thought I should do some things. Yeah, life. So I, I'm going to do the, there's a book called The 4-Hour Workweek. You guys should give it a go. It's a good read. So anyway, I put in eight hours today at the computer. Put What's in a couple it entail? More What's the 4-Hour Workweek entail? Fuck, you're good for that. two weeks now. You're good for I two can't weeks, tell you dude. I, yeah, exactly. Is it the secret to life? Fuck. Well, I'm still working. Yeah. We're going to have to check that out, Scott. i got to figure out how to work four hours a week. Fuck me. No, if you ever want to Scott's t- trying to ever... get four hours of sleep a week. Yeah, that was fun. How was yeah, the Canadian yeah. high school final, Scott? You uh, got to fill us in on everything. How did our uh, sponsorship hooked up Enterprises gear? How did it look on the boys? We sponsored the Bullfighters, huh? How was that? You. You bet you did. Um, and Robert, uh, he made sure, Schmitty there made sure that it was pumped out a lot. And the guy, as he should, good. as he oh, should, exactly, exactly. We'll give and, it to him. Um, he knows he's not safe on this pod either. Brett from Hooked Up made some cool jerseys, um, looked really good. Uh, it was great. Uh, 350 some odd kids, uh, close to 400 horses. It was a great three days. It was hot as shit, you know. Not, not. Uh, sorry, super... sorry, Scott. Did you say three hundred and fifty kids and almost four hundred horses? Oh uh, yeah. And then you had really good and fun in the same paragraph. <laughs> well, you know what? Wow, well, you can tell this guy and high school dad, rodeo. Eh? <laughs> yeah. He's a high school rodeo dad. Cool. You can tell. Yeah. He's drinking the well, Kool Aid. Let's yep. just say. We, it was long three days. It was a long week, but a long three days. We all know how long high school rodeos go. But at the end of the day, we were just happy everything went good. You know, as a whole, there were some bumps and stuff, obviously, with with that many parents and that many kids. But um, 
as a whole, it all went really good. So I'm happy for everybody that was involved. No drama. It's got to be drama. Fuck, I got kicked oh, there was some drama. Rodeo every there was weekend. Some, <laughs> yeah, there was one number pulled, but got it back. Um, we, um, yeah, well, like I said, we had three super hot days, and we had uh, Cody Stranquist brought some bulls, and I mean that guy. Uh, kudos to him. He just works with the team and makes sure everything goes good. And um, Jimmy Lawrence brought some horses. Uh, Sean Boy Francis brought yeah, some horses. Sean Boy yeah. had a had a good group of guys there. So. All in all, went off pretty good, you know. Um, yeah, nothing really too too major to no major meltdowns from too many people. Anyway, so I was shoot Boston, so I was just in my own world, just doing your own matter. thing. No parent fights. Yeah, yeah. I never know high school. Not, to, not that I seen, anyways. You were the shoot rooster. Oh yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, wow. and and on day one, I was like, okay, high school kids, we'll give them a little time here and there. No, maybe day two, I got a little bit shorter grumpier <laughs> by day three is like okay let's fucking roll here i tell you um cody thompson kyle thompson's brother was out for oh, the yeah. helping me out there he was working the flag so the girls could see when to start the clocks and man i haven't seen that guy for a long time we laughed a lot holy shit some <laughs> of the stuff he comes up with uh we had a we had a contractor one of the contractors had a ball cap on the back of the chutes. And let's just say after about a three second talking to, he had a cowboy hat on in short <laughs> measure. So nobody argued with him. That's for sure. He just yeah. tells it like it is. So um, it was lots of fun. But got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen for a while. Volts was there. Yeah, it was good. It was good. No complaints. You guys ever heard the story when Tyler and Kyle Thompson go up into the mountain and got in that big fight? Yeah. Wow. I saw, I saw. I saw Tyler, I think, somewhere near out, like a ways out, or Kyle, maybe. Luke they Ellingson looked- was there. Luke Ellingson yeah. was there, and it really? was fresh snow outside. Yeah. And when yeah. it was all over, all the snow was, like, packed down and, and red. He said it looked, yeah. like we gutted, it looked like we gutted a bear. Fuck. Yeah, those are two guys I would not want to mess with. And Yeah, well, and when Kyle was be- telling, I think, yeah, it was Kyle. He was telling the story. He's like... You know, I know Tyler's tough, but he's and that was when Tyler was rodeoing hard and riding bulls at the top of his level. Like he, Tyler, admit he was going to the gym twice a day. So Kyle referenced that. He's like, he's going to the gym twice a day. That's not even really fair. But uh, Kyle's beautiful wife met him at the door and said, "You're going to stay somewhere else. The kids aren't going to see you looking like that." Uh, so Kyle couldn't come home for. <laughs> That's never happened to me. No, you just stay on my couch. <laughs> yeah. And usually I'm the one handing the ass whoopings out. I don't ever get hit too much. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Scott, the guy that <laughs> leads with his nose. Scott, Scott, how'd I do? How'd I do? Next time, don't lead with your face. Okay, well, let's do our uh, hooked up read while we're still on the on the talk of the sponsorship of all that stuff with the Canadian High School Finals for the biggest moments that are the brightest lights in the biggest situations. Get hooked up. Hooked Up Enterprises is a creative partner for Western sports and beyond, providing customized arena wear for some of Rodeo's most elite athletes and state-of-the-art arena wrap display products for some of Western sports' most prestigious events. They are the official in-arena gear of the NFB podcast. Find out more at www.get-hookedup.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Stand up, stand out, and stay hooked. 
Fuck, I almost fumbled. Fuck my words on that one. If you yeah, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it fuck I was it. losing it. I was losing it. Yeah. Going into mumble talk. Oh, well, that's good. And then, Scott, yes. big weekend ahead. But this is going to be the Scott episode, I think, because we missed you so much. But big <laughs> weekend ahead. What's going on this weekend there, bud? Oh, Jesus. I'm going to I'm gonna clown a rodeo this weekend in Verdon, Manitoba. The big Wild West days uh, starts Friday. Um, He's back. I'm back and I'm fuck. I'm gonna do a new act, like not new. Well, it's new. It hasn't been done for years, and I'm new to fucking you? Ner- I'm nervous as hell. So, what is we'll it? See what act? Well, it's the old golf act, and you got to shoot. It's it's you got to shoot this ball, and you got to have someone to roll this ball in. And holy man, I got to go out and load a couple shells, make sure I know how to load them right, or I'll blow the roof off that place, or that gun <laughs> will blow up one of the two. <laughs> I, uh, uh, so yeah, it's gonna be a busy weekend. Um, plus kids are high school. They pack that arena too, don't they? At Burden, Burden's usually yeah, like uh, it is. Uh, it's is it one of the biggest. Yeah, in that brand new building. Yeah, so Lonnie Brown and the crew are all been getting ready all week for it. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Of course, there's some nerves that go with it, but what's the worst they can do? Boo you out of the building? Oh yeah, that's right. Fuck they can. Your hometowner? That would suck. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Would it suck more for your kids? <laughs> no, it'll be good. I'm, I got enough. Yeah, it'll be fine. I hope. Oh, are you excited or <laughs> nervous? You seem a little nervous right now. I'm yeah, both. I'm lie. About... I don't uh, know. Until you stood out there and faced a thousand people eye to eye, and you crack a funny one, and you're not sure if your mic's working or not. Fuck, that sucks. Do you uh, we'll do you have her. any do you have any tactics like comedians like pretending people are naked or anything like that or are you just wing it? No. So here's the big thing. I got a lot of mother in law jokes and my mother in law is actually going to be there. Nice. Let him so, go. Let him back. Oh, hundred percent. I warned her. I warned her on the weekend. I said you better have your fucking seatbelt on because Judy, you're going to get roasted. <laughs> get it, dude. She's uh... like, you know, my mother in law. She's like, fuck you, you dick smack. Okay. <laughs> Don't use my name. I'm like, well, of course I'm going to use your name. So, yeah, it'll be yeah. good. Okay, guys. Well, we should get into some bull riding action. Uh, what we're here for, I guess. And uh, PBR Canada's were pretty hot to trot last weekend. If you guys yeah. noticed, looks like Cody Coverchuck is popping off like we know that he does mid-season kind of every mm-hmm. year. End of the year, getting himself in that title race. Looked really good in El Nora. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I seen that. Moved himself up there. He did move Aaron Roy, second in the Aaron Roy chipped away. I think Aaron got a couple checks. Yeah. Tyler Tets. Craig wins one. Yes. Nick Tets wins one. Good. Sully places at a couple and moves inside. Does that bump Sully top into the top 15. into the finals? Top into the top fifteen as of right now. But um, as we know, we got lots of points coming up here in the next two months, um, September yeah, and October for sure, with four Cup Series events. So. Four, you're gonna want three. to be that. You're gonna want to be that top fifteen to su- secure yourself, right? I would say for sure. Uh, three, right? We got Saskatoon, Medicine Hat, Grand Prairie, and then the finals. Everybody yeah, that's right. right. So big weekend, Cody covered Chuck. I think he enters twice by the looks of it at Elnora. Rode a bunch of good yep. goals upshift. Um, looked like a couple other buckers too that he uh, stuck it all over. So yeah, good for him. That's good to see him. Doing what he does. I had Weston Davidson up at my house yesterday along with Jackson Davidson, Jason. Lucky you. I did. I had the boys came and helped All me. All day up. long. 
He rolled in at 1030 last night. What'd you guys do? Paint the steel too? Yeah. After you set it up? Yeah, it takes us a while. There's only three of us. So <laughs> we're not full pro, man. It takes us a hot minute. And then we had a couple guys that didn't make it up. So it's just me, Weston, and Jackson. But boy, does it look good. Yeah. You can, uh, you can imagine how much initiative Jackson takes when it comes to packing titles. <laughs> I, I I don't know why you call him, to be honest. Oh, it's because it's awesome. We have fun. We have a lot of fun. Did he ask you any questions? Uh, yeah, quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He probably has as much initiative pack and steel as you would nowadays, Jason, pack and steel. Um, fair enough, but I am 50. I am just saying he has the same initiative as a, what, 16 or 17-year-old. <laughs> you know, you you do now. Yeah. I'd rather fucking punch myself in the nuts than move steel. Really? Oh, yeah. You're not going to do that one? Oh, we, we had to pack steel for the high school finals and oh my god. At the, like this weekend? Well, two weeks ago, whenever it was. Who had the steel? We the the Keystone Center has a bunch oh. of steel, and it's you know it's just there's no fun thing about it, really. <laughs> no, you can't find one anyway. <laughs> I've tried to find fun in it, and there's none. My fun thing right now, look, is looking at it in my yard. It looks pretty badass, and it makes me <laughs> fired up to bucks and bulls and all that. Yeah, I get that part. It's just people don't realize though when they come to an event what goes into it before they sit in the seat or nod their heads or whatever, right? Oh yeah, uh, a lot of grunt work goes on to make that shit happen. So the backing of it. Yeah, so it's been cool. I guess you could say the the PBR Canada season. Yeah, it's been full uh, full force right now. Rodeo season as well. Our uh, two Canadians that we need to talk about, I think, that are really kicking ass. We talked about it on the last pod, but they've done even better now since then. Is Jordan Hansen and Jared Parsonage both plucking away, kicking ass? Talked to Jared uh, yesterday, and he said he kind of had some mid seventy, uh, high seventy point rides, but they were paying him. There were only a few rides that. Missoula and a couple different places that he was at and then he went up to uh Dawson Creek and, and won that one up there so I think he's at about 112 114,000 on the year so pumping his way in there I was it usually is about 100 right 110 to oh no get in she's there. gonna be more than that yeah yeah it's that's usually we I think talking. it's like I remember Parsnips and I talking about that last year he'd be because if he was at 110 he was going to come to whatever it was, Saskatoon or Medha. I can't remember which one. It was one of those cup events. And yeah. he just said, I'm not comfortable yet. <laughs> or 10, he never come. Parsonages, they got him at 14th here with 95,000. I don't think it's updated though. Jordy, well, the, the all around just got updated. I, Cause that's kind of how I know I see that number. And then I know they've updated the standings, but that could be possibly, cause you're talking about two checks from two in the last two days, right? Yeah. Sunday, okay. Monday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that be. was just over the weekend. Yeah, Jordy's like ahead. Four checks. He's got ninety nine thousand one. Jordan yeah. Hansen sitting twelfth. I think I think Jared hit him for about twelve five last weekend. He was oh thinking. good. So he was thinking once they're updated, if they get it. Oh yeah, because right, Dawson he's about one fourteen, and Jordy will be one twelve ish. One Dawson, sure. right? Yeah. yeah, one Dawson and placed at all the other ones that he was at. Oh, so. good on those two guys. Fuck, they could be duking her out, eh? Like, yeah, I know. Literally. Yeah, I yeah, know. they're in good. Sh- they're in pretty good shape right now. Really good. good, and that's cool to see. And I think like what a lot of people don't understand, maybe non rodeo listeners, is the miles that these guys are putting on for the NFR. You know? It's crazy. holy fuck. You know, just take a look at where 
OMAC Washington is, and then look at where Dawson Creek, British Columbia is, and then you have to be there by. Did they drive it? Yeah, that night, and then you're up in an afternoon perf the next day, right? So you're talking Jeez. literally leave when the rodeo's finished through the border, drive all night, show up when the rodeo's on, and then ride, right? No sleep, no nothing, right? And those guys are doing that week in and week out, going freaking hard, hard rodeo. And so hats off to them, and it all makes it worth it when they get to those yellow bucking shoots, I presume. So good for them, guys. It'd be kind of cool to get them both there, too. Hopefully they can finalize yeah. that, finish it off. It'd be too cool to have those two wily veteran yeah. Canadians at the NFR there, along with all of our bronc riders and whoever else might make it in a different event be cool to see get to cheer on two of them team series stuff did you guys get to catch any of that i didn't the austin gambler show the austin gambler show jesus christ hey you know what the biggest uh surprise for me right now jason is i'm gonna have to bite my words a little bit eat them back is the goddamn kansas city outlaws see these guys Fuck. They won. They won the damn yeah. event at the at hometowner. Home. They won their hometowner. Yeah. Marcus I sent steps up I, to the plate. Yeah. Fuck. I sent old Jim Smith the text and told him congrats because yep. uh, that's good. Yep. That just proves it's going to be anybody's game in Vegas. 100%. Now, let's do our picks. Remember, we were waiting for Scott. Oh, yes, we were waiting for Scott for the picks. Oh, man. Scott, okay. you probably haven't you haven't caught up on much. So recap. Here, I'll name you the teams going. just so you know them, Scott. There's the Austin Gamblers, yes. the Nashville Stampede, the Texas mm-hmm. Rattlers, the Kansas City Outlaws, Missouri Thunder, Arizona Ridge Riders, the Carolina Cowboys, and last but not least, the Oklahoma Freedom. They've been doing pretty good too. Fuck yeah, it's Freedom. fun to see, right? Little uh, little teams. It seems to change every weekend. Austin Gamblers are undefeated <laughs> right oh now, Scott. Uh, Carolina right. Cowboys stacked up. They got you know all the world champs on that team. Ridge Riders. We got Canadian Nick Tets on that team. Kansas City Outlaws have really stepped it up. They're in the top four. I was shitting on them, but like I say, I'm a man that can eat my words and admit when I was wrong. And they've been kicking ass. They did good again last weekend uh in anaheim california so yeah it's anybody's game right now where's the pick do i get to pick first okay pick first uh where's the ridge rider sitting right now second last but you gotta remember there's only eight teams nashville came into the finals last year last place and won the whole kitten cabang that's correct okay okay i'm gonna go out on a limb i'm gonna say the ridge riders just my boy nick tets is on there um yeah i think and he's been riding fucking unreal so um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna support. I'm gonna support there. Yeah, I gotta write this down. Scotty Burns. Well, did Burden. we say who finishes last? Plowing we did. Who, takes... Did we do first and last? <laughs> yeah, we'll do first and last. So Scott takes Arizona Ridge Riders. You know what, Scott? I'll give you a little insight on that. I think that's a great pick because they have a lot of big players on that team, and they've had like one good ride in every game they just haven't been able to put like two together where they win the game you know they always are having like one really great ride and they just haven't put it together where they get a couple of them together because they're fucking riding good and they are a really good team and i think that's a really good pick once they get all that put together that's gonna be good hey thanks for hey that's the nfp team there thanks for giving me some insight i've just been out of the loop no i gotta get i gotta give it to you i gotta gotta help that that was a good pick i think 
it's anybody's game, but yeah, you got to go on a limb. I think I picked Nashville to be last last year, and they won the whole thing. So you know how it goes. Yes, you picked them to win. Yeah, but fuck, I don't understand how you could be in last place coming into the finals and then still win. That's one. Fuck, f- even a even a blind squirrel can find a nut once in a while, Gene. That's <laughs> true. Right. True yeah. story. It should have. It okay, should so who, did Scott? Did Scott say who's coming in last? Uh, yeah, Scott. What do you got for last? I'm gonna go Texas. Texas Rattlers. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, Cody Lambert's Cody never Lambert's come on the show. I'm gonna be happy with you, bud. <laughs> well, you know, there's got to be a winner. There's got to be a loser, and that's what I'm going with. Yeah, well, that's right. Okay, what do you got there? He'll come on the show. Lt, who are you going with? Me personally, I am going to go. Oh well, it's so easy. You know, like on paper, it should be Carolina, but it depends. Sage gets healthy. They put it all together. Boudreaux is going to come back firing strong. He's still coming off that injury. Like the Ridge Riders. I like the Rattlers. I'm going Carolina. Carolina Cowboys taking them for the championship for the title. Okay. And because, who's going to be last? Uh, last place is going to be, I don't know, Glare may jump it in there, I think, because rejuvenated that team. Uh, but I'm still going with them. Kansas City Outlaws, they're going to be last. There, really? Well, the easy pick for me would be the Austin Gamblers, but I am not going to do that. Wow. I'm not going to do – actually, I'm a winner. I'm going to pick Austin. <laughs> what am I – who am I pretending to be? Okay, Austin's going to win it. Yep. And uh, the Missouri Thunder are going to finish last. There you go. The Young Thunder. You might as well etch that into the 23 trophy of picks because that's how it's going to end up. Thunder. Thunder for last place. Hey, Missouri. I, like, that's what I think they're maybe on a rebuild year. But – I did write this down watching last weekend, and I got to get my hat off to uh, the young kid like Cade uh, Madsen, and yeah. there's a couple like Tate Palmier, a couple of these other kids that you don't realize they're like 18 to 20 years old, and they're stepping up on the biggest stage and riding full on like 88 to 90 pointers. You yeah. know what? Mm-hmm. You talk about the young kids. What about Joao Ricardo Vieira? Well, that's an old guy. <laughs> that's what I mean. Let's yeah. go to the other uh, other side of the spectrum, man. Yeah. That's, what enough. is he, 38? He's got to be at least that, 39. Now. Number two last in the year. MVP standings. And he's only been able to get on six bulls where um, Lemay's been on nine, nine, I think. Yeah, nine outs. Yeah, he's had some issues finding, getting to those events here and there. Yeah, like you talk about the old guys too. That's, yeah, that's crazy that they can still do that we see that with those brazilians remember valderon he was like 40 42 you know even mm-hmm. well adriano glare may went a long time 35 36 they're just like built different and they are full-on athletes that are and they're providing for their family doing this right so they're going to do whatever it takes to get there so it is cool to see and what i'm going back to is i remember being an 18 year old kid and there was no way i was ready to be on that tour and riding that rank of bulls so right different guys different different lifestyles different maturity levels and it's pretty amazing though to you know to think of that be at the highest level like a hockey player getting into the show their draft year kind of thing jason right it's like lots of guys it takes quite a few years to get to where you need to be physically mentally so hats off to those young guys that are stepping up and doing it and uh riding at the highest level kicking ass too just like Scott Byrne back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, duh. <laughs> yes. So Austin, Jason's pick 
is uh is number one undefeated. They had the old ride off again, same as the first event of the year, and Jose takes it again. And you know what I like about uh, what JJ Gotch did he, and Michael Gaffney? They did not change that roster. I like they added that they, they added, added one rider castle last year. Yeah. What is it called? Like when you're they're kryptonite or whatever, like the one thing that could that could tear them apart would be triple them. Yeah, the loss of well, they, Jose. Well, right? that's that's their number one and their number two. Yeah, Dalton. Not, I think watching that the series, the ride series, that was filmed before the trade of Dalton, and I think that had a lot to do with it because in that show it shows how Jose was out, and they really they really couldn't do anything without uh, without him, which he is the best bull rider in the world right now. So that's obviously a huge loss to you. But then when when they see that happen, I think they went and made that change and got deeper in their pockets, went and get Dalton Castle and another top 10, top five bull rider. So you have a little bit of backup in case somebody goes down, but a lot of the teams have their superstars. Um, and a lot of them are a little bit more well-rounded with a lot of guys that can, that can stay on bulls. So I think that's what it's going to come down to Jason. Like we talked Nashville, they all came together at the finals last year, Silvano, all your guys that maybe weren't stepping up throughout the year, everybody steps up at that finals and that's what takes mm-hmm. them home to win. So I think that's what it's going to come down to is is uh, a well-rounded team with four or five guys that yeah, can stay some on. depth, some depth and health. You know, anything can happen in this game. My favorite arena, boys, Anaheim Honda Center. Oh, good memories, guys. Good memories. Yeah. That Did you win that? Yeah, it's the first one I won, and then I, uh, when I was trying to stay on tour, I was getting cut, and I had to win the round and. Sure as shit, Anaheim did it again to me. Won the last round, stayed on tour. Won an event right after that. Ladies and gentlemen, Honda Center, best place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing much better than that place. That's for sure. I was talk- texting uh, Josh Manson because that was, you know, that was where he was drafted to and he played and we had a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot of fun over those years when I would get to do all the promotional work and they really played it up with josh be in there and they'd fly me in for hockey games and i'd do a bunch of pr and he'd be playing and usually getting the tilt or two and we recreated a picture when we were young and yeah it was cool it brought back a bunch of memories seeing the, the pbr back in anaheim it's always cool to see the pbr in different places like that so cool memories of the honda center in anaheim boys tough thing to talk about but you know we all want to talk about speaking of uh josh manson we um Lost uh, Lana, Lana Manson, Josh's mom. Um, last week, we had the celebration of life on uh, Thursday of last week after a long, hard-fought battle with cancer. So, uh, you know, grew up me and Josh together, and Lana was like a second mom, you know. She uh, took care of us all, and and uh, everybody that knew her knew she was the leader of, uh, of her friend group and the leader of their family, and... Uh, just such a terrible disease and, and to see somebody have to go through what she had to go through. And then now, you know what the family and everybody uh, has to go through after losing. It's just, you know how it is guys, it's just the saddest situation. So love Lana, loved her so much. And, and uh, like I said, she was uh, like a second mom and, and uh, took care of us all. So thoughts and prayers with uh, Ben and Dave and the girls and Josh and, and the whole crew thoughts and prayers out to them. Something that tough to talk about, but we got to, Give a shout out to uh, Lana for the person she is and the family that they are. So thinking about them and love them all big time. 
Um, Maui fires. Did you see this? See Maui gets lit up. Oh yeah. Fuck. Oh my god. Have you been over there? Have you been to the island? Have I? Yeah. You guys yeah, went over I've there, didn't there. you? Yeah. yeah. Is it Lahaina? Is that what burned? Yeah. Yeah, because we we the day we were flying, I know we had the day to kill, so we went up there and ate at some of the restaurants and pissed around there all day. And yeah, crazy to see it's fucking gone. And I kind of giggle that I yeah. giggle in the holy cow, unreal. Yeah. Giggle, so. So they said like hurricane winds and then it knocked the power lines down and then that wind just took the those fires. It looks like the apocalypse. You see the videos of it afterwards? Like people couldn't even get out of their vehicles. They were just jumping over the side into the into the ocean. Into the ocean. It spread so fast. And now the drone shots and everything coming back. It looks like a like a, a horror movie. It's crazy to think. Yeah. We have like where we go when we go over there every year is just down the road from there in Kapalua. And that's where we go, you know, used to go to Lahaina to get, you know, groceries mm-hmm. and everything and all the restaurants, everything's right there. So crazy. The death tolls up to 90 some people I've seen now and they're just starting to go into the locals and the different places. But all along there, too, it's like all like a lot of homeless. Like what are they called? Encampments? Transient. Yeah. Uh, all yeah. along. Squatters, there, so man. Squatters. They're, they're never even going to probably know the devastation of that. Right. And the people jumping in the water and not coming back fuck it's crazy so thoughts and prayers definitely with that place over there you know who's you know whose houses didn't burn though oprah winfrey and steven tyler's yeah luckily (laughs) they're up higher yeah yeah crazy man i know there was a thing it was like that because it's like really like the religious like the gods and everything and it's like so i read this thing somewhere that it was the gods like of punishment of making it so touristy and not keeping it to what like the the history and stuff of it is but i mean that's all just hearsay but pretty crazy i said they probably would have burnt the fucking airport then the gods if that was the situation yeah stop the tourists from coming in burn the airport but yeah crazy so i'll uh we're heading over there i guess we have to see but we usually head over there in february so we'll see what it's like we haven't even been able to get a hold of the resort and stuff that we stay at due to the fact that i think they're they've evacuated and there's a whole bunch of different things that are that are going on but yeah it's crazy to see that happen robbie robertson passes away scott did you see that the guitar player for the band uncle yeah. keith's gonna be fucking oh hurting you devastating. Eh? the yeah. band man the best of them all so yeah top slide we'll get to an ad read though boys czar lake bolorama for the best of all the bad of the bone pbr action make a plan to come down to the czar lake bolorama july 21st 2023 the rankest bulls and the best cowboys in the business will try and win one of the biggest single-day paydays in the industry at the back-to-back and reigning PBR Canada event of the year. For more information, check out and like their Facebook page or check their website, czarlakebolorama.com. Czarlakebolorama, come get some. Yeah, great event there. We talked about it on the last podcast, so they'll be they'll be gaming up for next year. We'll keep them going. We'll see what goes on with the event of the year, see if they can do that again. But uh, great to have Zarlake uh, part of our show for the last 12 episodes. And, uh, yeah, that'll that'll do us for the Zarlake Bolorama. I'm going to the Zarlake Bolorama Rodeo Grounds, Bull Riding Grounds there, guys. Quick is Lonnie, that where the hoedown is? Quick Lonnie West wedding. Let's see how that goes. What do you think will happen <laughs> at this wedding? I don't. Well, I have ideas. It'll be a good time. It'll be entertaining. Let's put it to you that way. Yeah. Deep into the Cadogan Hills we go yeah. with the Wests. Yeah. Wild, Wild Wests. 
bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. Can't wait. Okay. I think that kind of gets us to where we need to be with all the updates in the bull riding world. I did go to Regina to the rodeo. That was one that I wanted to bring up. Uh, Jordan Hansen takes the win there. He showed some pretty cool cowboy stuff. Um, he got posted. He was the last guy out, the last perf. Bull posts him, hits him in the leg, and I mean whips him down and fucking mucks him out pretty good. And he was sore, and he's moaning and groaning and holding on to the shoots, hurt his ankle, hurt his knee, hurt everything. Like It, it was a good, good, solid whip down. And uh, he's up against the shoots and couldn't even put weight on his leg, and they told him he got a re-ride. And uh, he asked what bull it was, and I was in his ear. I knew it was a pretty good one that he'd really like right in the gate to the left into his hand that he should eat up pretty good. And I was like, I'm not fucking telling you anything here, but if you can – walk you should want to get on this one because it's going to be good you'll probably win the win the whole thing and he said okay i'll take it at the point where he couldn't walk so they sell the rodeo everybody leaves uh they turn the lights back on they run that bull in for jordy and you guys know how that goes it's kind of like a slack perf or after the rodeo there's just the bullfighters the judges and the contractor there everybody else is gone and sure as shit big jordy good thing he's a good bull rider steps up to the plate smashes one for 86 and takes the event nice. title. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It was pretty, uh, pretty good to see. So congrats to him. And that's what it's all about. That we talk about on this podcast all the time, boys. Must, must be something about Regina. <laughs> must be something about Regina about drawing it out and making it last. Yeah. No kidding. I was thinking the exact same thing. Longer uh, the better. Right, Jason? That's oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like an abscessed tooth. Yeah. Okay. Boys. We got to get to this uh, interview because it's going to be great with Martine. But before we do, we got to go to our newest segment that everybody seems to be getting into. We're not talking about rat bitches today, although Scott wasn't on the last podcast, so we could talk about rat bitches again because I'm sure he's got a few of those in his life. But we won't. Moving on. Amateur hours, Scott. Do you have one of those for us? Well, I, yeah, somewhat. I, I, I think um, I run into a situation here a couple weeks ago where everybody at a, at a rodeo or a bull riding included has to do their part to make production run. And uh, when there's one spoke in the wheel that's not working right, I think it in my world it has to be addressed. So I, I addressed it. And uh, I think the people involved that were dragging their heels got my point. But it's just, um, you know, if you're coming to do a job, do it. Don't be amateur. People pay a lot of money to sit in seats and and uh, see a good show. And if there's one cog that's not running right or running a little bit crooked, it sure shows. So, yeah, you, you got to be professional every every time you're, whatever job you're doing, um, in a rodeo, out of a rodeo, whatever. and if not, you're probably going to get your ass shoot. So don't be a fucking ball baby about it. Take it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh... I know, I know, I know for a fact uh... if 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 it was you or I that wasn't doing their job, we'd. Oh yeah, uh, been yeah. there, been there. Oh, <laughs> Got my ass shoot a few times. Uh, okay, that's a good one. We're gonna gonna have two amateur hours this year, this week, because we were gonna get to it uh, during the the show when we were talking team series, but we'll get into it now because it is full on amateur, and I think this one goes 
to the rules of the PRCA that's getting the amateur hour uh, title this week. And Jason, can you uh, tell us you had it wrote down of what the exact situation? Oh, I didn't is have a Sage, written, Sage I didn't have it written down, but uh, yeah, Sage is in good shape uh, money wise, but the majority of that money come from extreme bulls. So you have to compete at X amount of rodeos. So I believe Sage is trying to get to 16, 15 or 16 more rodeos. And he's got to travel to him, pay entry fees, and then just put his foot on their back and the gate opens. Yes. So he can be eligible to complete compete at the end at the national finals rodeo. So we talked about this on last week's episode that, that Sage broke his collarbone and will be out for the end of the year. And if he doesn't get his rodeo count, because the rules in the PRCA state that you have to go to a certain amount of rodeos for that money to count. He's short. And as of last week's podcast, or last podcast we did, he quoted that he wasn't going to get to enough rodeos and that's just the way it's going to be and that they he won't be at the NFR. Well, then after his surgery, it came out um, that he has decided that he is going to go to all these rodeos, show up to every single one of them, fly all across the country to these different rodeos and show up. And he, the rules state that you have to have something touching the bull's back when he leaves the chute. So he's going to all these fucking places, putting his foot on their back, nodding his head. As soon as the bull turns out, he takes his foot off the, the back of the bull, and it counts as an out for him, and it counts as a rodeo. And so then he's going to get to enough rodeos where his money counts. What right. a fucking... He's got to go to Nothing against Sage. This is perfect. Like, this is Sage... Following the rules, well, doing do exactly what he's got to do. This is, yeah, this is, this is the amateur hour is that he has to do this. What a fucking joke. Like, if you want to get the money from it, like, yeah, let him make him pay his fees for the rodeos and the turnout fines that he's got to do. But what is that good? What does but, that do good for anybody, for the sport, for anybody watching that, that he has to go and do this, put his foot on their back, and then the bull leaves the arena? It doesn't make any sense to me no. how that is, right? Like, I don't I don't get it. And, you know, talking with some other guys that are rodeoing down there, he only went to seven or so rodeos through the winter, same as Jared Parsons was saying. He's only been to five or seven rodeos, whatever it might have been. But you're getting on like 30 bulls at those rodeos right houston those big rodeos they have those yeah. pools you're riding three days then you're riding in the semifinals then you're riding in the finals right so you're getting on 30 some 35 bulls but it only counts as one rodeo for your rodeo count plus fuck the rodeo count i don't understand how that makes any sense if you could win that much money at that many rodeos why is there a certain amount that you have to go to I get it that they want these guys to go to different events, but they're going to have to go to the different events to get the money one. But if you're good enough to kick ass at the big ones, why are you fucking taking that away from a guy and then not letting them go to the finals because he hasn't been to enough, even though he's got more money won than everybody. I think if you can do it, fuck why I don't, I don't understand how there's a rule in place for that. It's just my personal opinion. It's been, there's been a rule there forever and you know how they like to change rules. Well, and I agree with your first statement. I mean, if that in fact is the rule, Jesus Christ, just let him pay the entry fees and stay home. You know, he's got to double up on his money, fly everywhere just to make a point, I guess, or to prove or not even prove that's not even the right wording. It's just, just because the point he has to touch the bull. Well, I mean, if he's paying his entry fees and his turnover, what? I, here, I got a solution. Let's hear it, dog. Pay all your entry fees, 
and send a bag of feed to each contractor that you had a bull drawn at. Do something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that doesn't not make any sense. It's <laughs> terrible for the rodeo. It's terrible for everybody involved. There's no fucking, there's no oh, understanding yeah. of me that makes it like tough eat him in and on Bodacious, right? That was a fucking big ordeal and he wasn't going to get on him. He told his kid he wasn't going to get on him. So they pulled him off. But just to get your rodeo count, it's same as like when there's a, like if you have a concussion or something or you're hurt but you still have to nod your head to stay in the average, like in the, like Pinoca or some of those rodeos, which I think yeah. that might've changed now. That's the dumbest fucking shit in the world. What is it good for anybody that you sit in the shoes? It looks terrible to the fan, like a novice fan that come first yeah, timer. Yeah. You know, the spur out rules hard enough to explain to people and for people to figure out. I bet you there's, there's rodeo people that have been going for five years, 10 years. Don't understand what the spur out is. Well, you got to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, but it's again, you it's, put your feet above the fucking shoulders of the horse, bro. right? <laughs> for the first jump, and then you got to hold them. I don't I like that you. rule. No, judges no. call. So that one's going into the amateur hour segment this week of why they are making Sage Kimsey fly all over the country and put his foot on the back of a bull so that he can get enough rodeos in to make the NFR, which is going to be cool because he's going to do it. And a lot of guys probably financially wouldn't want to do that due to the fact that you're paying mm-hmm. for all those plane tickets, you're paying your fees, doing all that stuff. But a guy like Sage knows it'll pay off at the NFR when he is back healthy and going for 30000 around. One round will we'll get him back all that money that he had to do that. So that's off to 000. him. Thinking outside the box, not letting an injury get him down or miss the, the NFR due to that. So good for him to do that terrible on the association that that is a rule that is in place that he has to do that bad for everyone okay full pro this week is coaching full pro is the coaches that sit back and aren't the center of attention that's that's my full pro of the week some of these coaches like uh mcbride or a lambert they're, they're sitting back. You don't even really know that they're there. They're letting the team ride. They're letting the team do what they need to do. They do all their coaching behind the scenes in the locker room beforehand or behind the shoots away from the cameras, similar to hockey coaches. You know, you don't see them with much emotion on the back of the shoots and on back of the bench unless it's needed or there's a challenge or there's a call that they need to step in and do something about. But those guys that are letting the, letting the guys do it, not trying to be the center of attention and just letting their team ride and win. That's my, uh, that's my full pro is a uh, good solid coaching where it's not about them. It's about the team. Yeah. Like yeah. That? It's about being a coach and not being trying to be the star of your own team, I guess. There's no I in the word team. team. Oh, but there's a U in. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Uh, I like it, bro. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll and see. you're right. Twenty eight thousand went around at the national finals rodeo, not thirty eight. Yeah, still solid. But yeah. we got only guy to stay on, or two guys. To we stay got on. we got uh, East Central Hornet training camp coming up here in a couple weeks too. So <laughs> yes. okay, Let's see if I, I can find you a couple guys. Can I coach yeah, you? Please, please. Yeah, you can. As long <laughs> as you just promise to sit back and let me do my shit. Uh, you know. So you stick your chin out there and get in a fucking fight and we have to all jump talk, <laughs> talk to management into putting fold-out ashtrays in the dressing rooms this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need a dart Fold sponsor. No, I didn't. Marlboro. <laughs> Marlboro is our yeah. main sponsor. And hey, I'll yeah. Marlboro nice Menthol. <laughs> yeah, Menthol. 
Sunday. Are you allowed to say yeah, hey y'all Southern Ice Tea in that house? Um yeah, actually I uh yeah. We we've been sipping on it. Yeah, just checking. Yeah. No, we're just good. Just checking. <laughs> just because you overdo it sometimes. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, it's just like riding the wave, man. There's ups and downs. You never know what uh what you might get up to the next day. Some days no hails, other days lots of hails. Switch your rolls. Ride the lightly, baby. Uh, Sunday scaries. You guys got any? Scott, was it a Sunday scary after uh, you let loose after you finally got all your work done and just fucking full sent at high school? Dad or no? Uh, no, not too bad. No, we had a we had to tear down the next day, so I didn't really have a Sunday scary. Uh, to tell you the truth, I had we went to nationals down in Gillette there, and all the dads went out one night, and it wasn't necessarily a Sunday. I think it was a Wednesday morning scary. Tougher, uh, <laughs> those are even tougher. Yeah, yeah like you got to get think, through two more days to Friday. Yeah, you got to get through two more days to try and get, or three or four more days to get to a Sunday scary. So anyway, uh, lots of fun, but oof, she was a rough go there. Man, wow. Speaking of the guys, uh, our little shell like pyrotechnic club there Jeez, up north yeah. of Davin. did you guys check the fireworks out how'd it go it, bud did, you, full set? did well, you coordinate all that and do all that that was beautiful yeah well with the help of splash with jeff our pyro jeff he uh full pro he was jeff. in charge yeah he was in charge of the order this year and was he there he to set it. it all up and whatnot no no we oh. did it he but he sent us some uh his ideas and where to put what when and so we uh yeah. Did you did you see it on Instagram? I seen it on your I Instagram. Did, yeah, yeah. yeah. I seen the one yeah. you shared. Yeah. Yeah. So if any of you listeners want a little pyro show, just uh DM us. Yeah. We can oh, come blow yeah. some shit up. Blow some shit up. Everybody's got all their appendages and everything after. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna ask you. Every time I do fireworks, they seem to fucking fall over and either hit the house that we're by or the bystanders that are behind us. There's always a wreck whenever I'm in charge of fireworks most of the time. I know. That's why I'm in charge. Yeah. In most states. Yeah. yeah. And I can't imagine you guys fucking set them off after an AA meeting either. So, <laughs> no, that's, you got to be careful. Cause we, uh, if it would have been a better day, we would have had them set out quite a bit earlier. And then we usually have a cocktail or a cold beer and, you know, one leads to another. And we can't, we don't ignite anything till 10 05 PM. So, 3 p.m. to 10. Yeah, it could be a good shift. But again, we we were responsible. We had Brett come and speak to 400 or 500 people at the Canadians this year. And man, uh, he wowed them again. It was, it was Brett Gardner? awesome. Yeah, you bet. He does yeah, a good job, eh, about, when he comes and does that? Yeah, he spoke for about an hour. And obviously, 80% of the people there were teenagers and whatever. But that 20% of adults, they got a lot out of it, too. Had lots of people come up and kind of was their aha moment at times so uh it was really good to have him there and he was well received and probably going to try to get him back next year um more to gear towards the kids themselves so yeah he's full-on uh sports psychologist now and uh wh- how he puts things across and he just makes it make sense it's well worth the listen if you ever get a chance to go see him so really Jeez. good no free ads but fuck there you go Brett yeah. Garner yeah, <laughs> he is awesome. He does a fucking wicked job. Yeah, and sports med you had out there, hey? Yeah, sports week. medicine out yeah. there. Yeah, had six. Um, Dylan and the crew, and outstanding job. Um, we had two arenas going, so we had three and three, and 
they took care of everybody. Uh, we only had one bronc rider that had a little nap and thought he cut his dick off, but they're not. Yeah, one. he was like scary. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he come to and he's just like, oh, I think I pissed myself. And I'm like, well, you haven't pissed yourself. Oh my god, I don't think ah, something's bleeding. I'm like, oh. Oh, I'm getting up. Turns out it wasn't, but probably felt like that because you yeah. had done pretty hard. But no, sport hats off to them. And and you know, they're such an asset to the whole production. And uh, good to have her out for sure. Okay, Sunday scary guys. This one, I'm going to go way back in the day to the CCA, about 15, 16-year-old times, so like 2007, 2008. And I don't know if it was big when you guys were going, and I don't think it is anymore, but Beachy, Beachy Sask. Wow. End of the year. Remember, it was like September, mid-September, so it was kind of right yeah. before the finals. You always did the bull picking for the bulls for the finals, and it was a three-dayer and a short go, so everybody – was there and everybody was there all weekend. They used to have that little bar, remember? And everybody, there's always fights, mm-hmm. fucking good scraps, and everybody just get wild and out. So this one's just more of a general thing, but I think everybody that was in and around those times, which I'm sure was your guys' times too, which I'm getting by the the looks on your faces. <laughs> but the Sunday was always the short round of Beachy, right? And it was an afternoon. And everybody would roll Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's always like a high school rodeo and shit too during the mornings. And we were always still mangled up for that. Sometimes didn't even make it over for the high school rodeo, but we did our best. But the Sunday of the short rounds in the afternoon. So most of the times everybody gets out of there when it's done. So it's already like a Sunday scary. <laughs> well, if you've ever woken up Monday morning. In Beachy and I'm, oh. In Beachy Sask. There's your Sunday scary. I may or may not have been there once or twice. And there's about two three trailers maybe and a car and you're in fucking beachy saskatchewan yeah flashback of morris manitoba right there (laughs) on a monday it was totally you know what i i'd have to go to that or waking up in beachy would be worse than morris no 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 and i'll tell you why because i am way closer to home at beachy than i am at morris manitoba (laughs) true true yeah yeah so yeah that's a tough one and i think there's probably quite a few listeners that um that have been on the Canadian Cowboys Association circuit who have uh, woke up uh, in Beachy and had themselves some scary. So that one's yeah. a shout out to all the boys, all the boys out there yeah. and girls. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. We can throw it to this uh, interview. This guy's had some Sunday scaries that are a lot uh, more life threatening than, uh, than the hungover ones Beachy. that we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get to hear about some of these stories um, in the, in the interview coming up here. So yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool interview. Pumped to show it to you guys a little different than our normal ones. Although he team ropes badass and has been in the world series, won about 120,000. He told us in the interview team roping. So you can see Martin at the world series team roping. Hopefully we run into him in Vegas, Jason, like we were talking during the NFR, but yeah, Wicked dude with just a crazy life that I think is really fitting to society nowadays and how the mainstream media probably isn't telling you the whole truth, which you'll you'll hear about with this interview from Martin. So thank you guys. We love you. Episode 72. We've got some weddings. We got some rodeos coming up. Things are uh kind of gonna slow down for during the week stuff. September 8th and 9th, Clooney Cooper Memorial PBR. We got that set up right here in my yard. 
Still got some tables available for that. Sponsorship always open. Come on, guys. Come on, oh, get in here. Speak of the free plugs. Quick plug. Quick plug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one's coming up. All well, the boys are coming. We're going to have a great time at that. So, yeah, a lot of stuff coming up. But um, we're going to get some more interviews banked up for you guys and keep these things pumping out. The merch is now going to be available. Uh, I just got the word today that it's all finished up. So, Kristen is going to be, Barner's going to be grabbing that. And you can follow along on our social medias to the website and everywhere where you can uh, find some of your NFP merch that everybody's been really adamant to get that I suck at getting out to people. It's now going to be easily available. So check that stuff out. Follow along for that. With that, this interview is brought to you by Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. It's home of the award-winning Ram truck. They're the brand you trust to haul a trailer load of rank bulls along with your crew out front in the cab. Whether you want to go check fences or tailgate outside the next PBR event, boys at Riverside Dodge have the right truck for you. Riverside Dodge is not only the dealer of choice in Northern Saskatchewan, but also sells and services all across Western Canada. Go see Ty and the gang at Riverside Dodge for a fair, no bullshit deal on your next truck and tell them Tanner, Scott, or Jason sent you. Riverside Dodge of Prince Albert is the official truck dealership and sponsor of the NFB podcast. Just went to Riverside today, boys. Got new oil change. Got the old NFP wagon whipped right up into shape for a quick trip to Lonnie West's wedding. Out to Cranbrook. Ty Prescott's wedding. Out to Okotoks and back home. So check it out. If you see it on the road, take some pics. Send it in. Only if I'm not doing anything illegal. All right. <laughs> Appreciate you listening. Appreciate the feedback. Keep uh, keep sending it to us. Now is our interview with Martine Wall. It's when your head gets twisted or your mind grows numb. You think you're too old, too young, too smart, too dumb. You're lagging behind or you're losing your pace in the slow motion crawl of last busy race. And no matter what you're doing, if you start giving up, if the wine don't come to the top of your cup. Our guest today is Martine Wall, straight out of Eagle Pass, Texas. As well, we're going to bring on Douglas Duncan, the old Wiley veteran of the show, making his second appearance on the show to come on as uh, as a guest host. Douglas, you lined up uh, this interview for us, which we're very excited to to get into, Martine, and kind of hear some, hear some of these stories of a life that, especially us as uh, Northern Canadians, live, uh, live a bit of a different life than... Uh, you Texas boys, as well as uh, even far south Texas, right along the right along the border there. So looking forward to uh, getting into it. So welcome to the show, guys. Glad to have you guys both on. Thank you for having me. So, Martin, let's get into it a little bit here. Um, the story of, of what you do, let's go back to the start of it, because uh, Douglas uh, told us that you did some rodeoing and whatnot and had your pro card. And uh, so it was rodeoing and cowboy and a part of your life right from kind of day one. Uh, yeah, I, my dad, you know, raised us, to, uh, you know, go to the youth rodeos just like everybody else. And, you know, we went through that little, you know, through all that, a whole deal. And then went on to high school rodeos and went to the college rodeos and then got our pro, we got my pro card and, and, uh, did that for, I guess, five years. And then realized that, uh, I, that I needed to come home and go to work where I could make a living instead of living like a gypsy. <laughs> you know yeah me and douglas didn't pick but, that part up we lived like gypsies for quite a long time till about two years ago hey douglas until uh, i till i realized i was working for a non-profit because i couldn't <laughs> stay on anything <laughs> yeah it's good i would be pretty nice to be able to go to the rodeos and or go to the ropings and uh not have to win to eat yeah. you know it sure takes a lot of it makes winning a lot easier yeah oh shit so what was the what events but, do uh were you like in college and all that mainly bulldog steer wrestling bulldogging Yep. And, uh, you know, I rope calves. My brother still ropes calves. 
you know, he's getting pretty goddamn old to be doing it, but you know, I keep grazzing him, but he needs to go to the old timers, the limp dickers. <laughs> go do that. <laughs> we know I figured I'd, I got my wife got pregnant, which was my girlfriend at the time. And uh, I'll never forget, I was in Jackson, Mississippi, and she called and let me know. And I I caught a flight right then, came home and quit ski wrestling right then, never went back. Oh, shit. But I had to go to work. And what's uh, work? But, so what I do is I, uh, I buy and sell Mexico. I, I trade cattle out of Mexico, so I'll buy them and sell them, mainly all stalkers, uh, feeder cattle. And then uh, I'll bring them over here, and, and I'll, I have a clientele I'll sell them to, or, or I'd keep them myself and feed them at the feed yards. So here on the river. Dive into it. What's it like? Are you buying, are you buying shit right out of Mexico and then hauling them oh, yeah. up and selling them and dealing with you know all that stuff right across there or oh, yeah. along the border, all that? Yeah, I, like I go over there, and you know, we used to drive over there, but now it's getting where it's a little too dangerous to drive. So we we fly over there to the ranches, and you know, we'll buy a, you know, a whole calf crop, and uh, bring them to the border and cross them over here on this side, and we'll you know we'll either keep them or we'll uh, sell them to you know feed yards or individuals over here. But it's, I mean, it. We used to travel. I used to be in Mexico more than I was over here, just uh, buying and selling until it got real bad. And, you know, and now we just kind of do a lot of, a lot of videos, a lot of over the phone, which, I mean, we still fly over there some. When, when you say but, real bad, Martin, can you elaborate on that for us? Like, uh, um, it got real dangerous. Well, oh, yeah. It's, uh, my, my rule of thumb was, was, you know, I'd drive over there and there'd be bodies hanging from bridges, you know, with notes on them, you know, big, you know, messages, you, you know, the other cartels fight when they fight in, in a ring fighting. Then, uh, so my rule of thumb when I went across the river was if the old men weren't sitting in the plaza right when I crossed the bridge, that means something was going down and I'd just make a U and come on back. And it got to where I didn't go over there for two years. The old men wouldn't even come outside. But uh, it was it, – it, it, it really hadn't gotten any better. It's a uh, lot, lot of cartel violence, a lot of, uh, you know, off, I mean, stuff that you couldn't even imagine that, that, we, that I've seen. I've, I've seen – Whole whole villages just picked up and gone. You know, everybody get everybody just disappears. And you know, going through there, going to go through one day, we everybody be out in the streets and working the next day that the whole village is gone. You know, never to be seen again. So, and it's and it's not you don't see it on the news, you don't see anything about it. But it's uh, it's you know, it's it's a sad deal. It's ripped the whole heart out of Mexico. You know, the, which everybody used to love was the ambiance that Mexico brought, but it's it's gone. Fuck yeah! So Eagle Pass, and then if I've if I've read into it correctly, there's the the Rio Grande in between, and then there's like a sister city that's right in Mexico, like right across the across the yes. Rio Grande. Uh, yeah, that's Negros, and it's I mean it, it just it's just it's pretty much Eagle Pass and Piedras Negras are just pretty much at one point they were they were one city it just had a river in between it. You know, people just go back and forth, and and they, that that doesn't happen anymore. Oh, it's just uh, it, it's it's a it's another world down here, which I love it, but it's uh, my my buddy calls it illegal pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was I was just there the other day, and it is a culture shock. From where I'm at in DFW to Martin's house, I mean, it's freaking crazy, dude. It's like wild west shit. Yeah, yeah. They, they've just they just now finishing up today right now. You know, where my place is right here in Eagle Pass, we have the, the a railroad splits me in two, Union Pacific Railroad, and 
my southern neighbors the uh is the u.s customs so you know they, they x-ray the train there every day and we have they just now finishing up there they've outlined my whole west boundary with razor wire constantine wire to to keep all the illegals out of here where they just you know, we, they'll catch three, four hundred a day here. You know, it's 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 a it's a, it's a goddamn shame. You would come home and they'd be in your damn house, right? Oh, yeah, they'd I'd come home and they'd you know I've three times, three different occasions. I'd come home, and they'd be in my house. You know, and you can't do a goddamn thing about it. And uh, one day, one time, <laughs> I was sleeping in the at two in the morning, sleeping in my with my wife and in our room, and she woke me up and said that uh, she said there's uh, illegals in our kitchen. <laughs> and uh, walked in there, and they they told me what a sorry gringo I was, and I needed to go get him some more beer because they drank all my beer. Fuck. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It, it's it's the goddamn thing you ever seen. At least could have made you a pancake. <laughs> no shit. Or a burrito. <laughs> you can, Maybe a burrito. Yeah, a burrito. <laughs> tell, we, them, we tell, them, them tacos. tell them what solved this problem, though. Tell them what you got now. This is a bad act. Oh. So my wife told me, she said, either you – uh. Either you figure out a way to keep these fuckers out of our house or me and the kids are moving. Yeah, that's what so, yeah. Or, yeah. So so I went and got a, a good friend of mine who's a Navy SEAL. And then he got me vetted into one of the SEAL dogs. And I uh, got I got that dog and a borable dog, which those that you know, they'll maul your fucking ass on command. So if they want to come in the yard now, they gotta get by those two guys. Oh you damn. Asko Douglas about him. He's he damn near shit down his pants when he was walking to the from just from the fence to the door. Dude, he wanted to cry like no, a bitch. That ain't no bullshit, dude. I, he showed me a video though of him, and so that's what. If y'all would have seen the video, I'd have been fine. But I yeah. knew what they were capable of. But I went to bed that <laughs> night. Martine's like, I don't know if you sleepwalk or if you got it, need something out of your truck. But when I close this door at night time, you don't go take a piss. You don't do anything outside this door. I was like, you ain't got to worry. I'm not going outside that door. But then I asked him, I said, uh, he's got two guys that work for him. And I was like, has he ever, them dogs ever got one to him? And he's like, oh, yeah. And, and you tell that story. Uh, yeah, he come in there. He was, uh, his brother was, you know, I got two brothers that work for me. And one brother was, one brother that he can come in here, you know, he's been with me forever. And the other brother's new. So he, uh, they were throwing the ball, trying to, you know, distract the dog or he'd go get the ball. And the other brother would run behind him and get in. Well, uh. He threw the ball, and that dog went about halfway to the ball, and he heard that other brother come through the gate and turned around and just mauled the shit out of him. <laughs> you know, we had to go, you know, literally pry his jaws off of him. It was it was a bad deal. It, so it, needless to say, I can't. They operate, you said, on, on German commands, and you just got them. So on like on were, German, yeah. So I can't even read the remember manual. the goddamn commands. <laughs> so you yeah. didn't know if you are calling him off or sticking him on him. Oh, <laughs> another time we were irrigating over here, and, and we flood irrigate everything with shovels. And I was on a little mini excavator opening up a ditch. And my foreman was down there at the bottom about 300 yards away. And, you know, that dog stays with me. And I can, you know, and once he, once I kind of feel he's comfortable around, I'll just tell him free dog, you know, kind of where he can do whatever he wants to be a dog. And uh, I did that. And I was on that excavator. And my foreman, who's a big white guy, uh, Went to hollering at me, and all I could hear, all I could hear him was say was Martine, Martine, and I, I was like, what the fuck? And he, he said, I, I thought the ditch was broken somewhere else, and I kept spinning the excavator around looking for the broken ditch, and he said, your fucking dog, and that dog was fucking beeline straight to him, 
in the middle of this buddy field and he uh i couldn't remember the goddamn commands i had to get on the, i was telling him to stick him and to, then to back off i mean every command i could think of <laughs> and I, I finally had to get on my phone tell him, hold on god damn it i had to figure out i had to get on my phone to where i, where I had it written down take it read it out but that was, it was a close call but needless to say that somebody won't come to my house either he doesn't go to the gate Fuck. So you talk about the <laughs> like the the dog and that stuff like at the uh, border. Is there might be a dumb question? I know it's a big fucking. It's all over the news and how much of a problem it is with illegals coming over and stuff. But like when they're in your house and shit, are you like phoning border patrol or are you trying to just kick uh, them the out of the house patrol, or what goes on? Yeah, the fucking border patrol told me to fucking you're on your own. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, you know, and and our our wonderful president over here, you know, he uh. He made it a humanitarian issue, so if I were to hurt one of them, it'd be my ass. So they they, they kind of these guys know that they know that they have no that they're above the law. Fuck. So you know you get a little arrogant, somebody's like that that doesn't give a shit about a life anyway. They they do whatever they want, you know, and, and you can't do a damn thing about it. You know, it's 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 it's. it's a, I mean, I told like I told when I went to have uh, when we had lunch with Greg Abbott right after that happened, and. uh you know, the way I told him, I said, man, it's, it's like a good book. I said, you know, if I could pick anywhere in the world to live, I'd live in, in any country, it'd be the United States. In any state, I'd be Texas because, you know, needless to say, Texas is just better than anybody else. And uh, if it's anywhere in Texas, I'd live right here where I'm at. And he said, well, you know, what, 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 then, you know, a lot of people ask me, why don't I just leave? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is my home, this is my roots, you know, and you know, every, 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 even the best book you ever read has a bad chapter. And I'm hoping this is just our bad chapter right here. Cause it, it's, you know, when, it, when it's not like this, it's just a great place to live. Yeah. You know, it's, it's is a it safe. The, is it the president that, like, is that why it is so fucked up right now? Like, do you remember oh, when you were younger, told, it was good? Like, well, I mean, hell, until 2020, it was, it was fine. I mean, we've always had illegals coming across, but, We've, you know, and they would hide and stuff and, and come looking for work, you know, but now it's just these people are just flowing across here and and it's um, it's it's a damnedest thing. I mean, I think they said they've had five million crosses already, mm. five million people. And uh, Douglas can tell you about the buses that they're coming in all just they go all over. The, they send them everywhere. The buses and the, and the, the cars full of money. It's the damnedest thing you ever saw. Is there any uh, I, like Douglas? Remember Shorty and talking about it, like on the border and stuff, and he'd be like, he'd find random shit that they would plant somewhere, like out in the field, and you don't stop or stop over top of it. You just like keep riding, pretend you don't see it. Is that like fair? Are they trying to yeah. slang drugs and shit across and different shit like? I that? mean, <laughs> oh, you'll 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 find all kinds of things, <laughs> all kinds of things. How many millions of cattle, though, do you think that you've sold out of them shipping pens of your house? Uh, oh, out of, out of my out of the pens there. Yeah, dude. I, well, my, I'm the third. I'm the fourth generation doing this, so you know, before it got bad, I was probably crossing seventy five thousand to a hundred thousand a year, and you know, shoot, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a shitload of them. I, with, with my grandfather and my uncle and everybody that run through here easily four or five million yeah you know have gone yeah. through here i mean it's i was telling yeah. my son the other day i wish i had a nickel for every one that had come through that shoot 
Yeah. Right. Would you split any of it with me since I'm your friend? Well, of course, you know. <laughs> you shave that goddamn beard off. So no, nobody can see my double chin. Shit, it's uh, with you with your new teeth that you're gonna put in, put in your mouth there, your Vermeers or whatever you call them. Are you getting new teeth, Dennis? No, I was, I was jacking with Cash last night and told her I was going to get new veneers, and then I put my phone on record and videoed it and listened to what she had to say. That's pretty comical. <laughs> I mean, this this isn't really about uh, – because it doesn't really fit you, but it was kind of cool you were telling me that that movie Hell or High Water, you got a handwritten note from that one brother that yeah. uh, said – Ben Foster yeah. said, uh, you know, they did a documentary on me when it was really bad here in 2010 and 11 – they did a documentary on us, on my daughter, myself, and the uh, town mayor. And they came over here to do the documentary just to kind of film him going out of office. And and they, you know, they ended up staying for 13 months and filmed a documentary, which went to Sundance Film Festival, and which that was an experience. Good Lord. Um, coming from Eagle Pass, going to Park City, Utah. But... Uh, you know, they did that. And then so after that documentary was done, I got a letter from, uh, I didn't know who he was, a guy named Ben Foster. And he was saying how he used my persona in that movie, Hell or High Water, which I had to ask my wife what a persona was. I didn't know what the fuck that was either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all I give a shit about is if I get paid. Did I get paid for that? No. That's, no. The persona. It's, uh, did, did y'all have, did y'all have to see that documentary or no? No, it wouldn't let us watch it, and it's on Rico, and we couldn't get it in Canada, so it fucked me on on that. That's what I wanted to I, to watch. Douglas sent me it. I've seen a couple clips. It's badass, pretty and, neat. It, and is it on? Is thirteen months? So did they? Yeah, did they go into like every like from your the generations of it, or was it mostly about that that mayor that was stepping down, or what was the what was the gist? No, it, it was about it. It ended up being about it ended up being about uh, it wasn't even about the mayor stepping down. It ended up being just about how the the cartel violence and how it's just changed the, you know, interacting of the, of the two cities, the two sister cities. And mm-hmm. I mean, it shut down the border crossings of the cattle and everything. I mean, it was, it was you know, what you see on the news doesn't tell you half of it, what's going on over there. You know, we, we would literally drive across and see, you know, heads on the, in the, in the plaza, just, you know, severed heads. Fuck. You know, sitting on benches and shit, and then hell, there was right here on my, by my, hell, not a mile from my house. You know, right there on our property line, there was two severed, you know, two bodies with their heads cut off. Yeah. Didn't say they don't. They don't talk much, do they? No, they don't have much to say. You know, (laughs) heads and their hands were gone. If you look at the aerial map, though, it's kind of cool, like of, of Eagle Pass right there. So right there on the border on Mexico side, they got big shipping pens right where they they bring the cow like a sail, and then there's this one little channel where they 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 come across into another big set of pins on the U.S. side. And then Martin's ranch is just like right there over there next to it. So, um, I mean, it's just kind of cool to look at that operation of then just think of, you know, that's where all them cattle get brought to on the Mexican side. And I think Martin was telling me they're pretty much, once they contact you, they're pretty much everything sold before they even come across. You got them sold somewhere. Oh, yeah. Stock. Yeah, we, we've already, I mean, pretty much for when they all get here, they're already sold and, or I'm going to keep them or, you know, stock some place mm-hmm. with them. But it's, uh, I, I don't know if they cross cattle like that in Canada to the United States. As I was going to ask you, do you have, is there like testing and all sorts of shit that you got to, to get? Oh yeah. They, yeah. Fucking USDA makes you jump through. They, they've get tested for 
every kind of disease, I think three times over there in the Mexican side. Yeah. You know, the traceability that the Mexicans have on their cattle is so much more advanced than we are. Okay. I mean, we, we, there's no traceability over here on this side, which, you know, I, I'd, I'd like that better. But, uh, you know, so that you don't have the, the, the sickness and all that stuff coming from Mexico like you do over here. Yeah. You know, Mexican cattle, they just survive a lot longer. I mean, they don't have a death loss. Damn. So their technology is more advanced than ours? No, 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 not their technology, their traceability. So they, you know, they do herd tests. And I mean, they, they know the generations where that, where that steer came from just by its ear tag number. They can go back three or four generations of cows and bull, everything. So they, I was they thinking of why all these racehorses they own win. And makes me think that they got some shit that's not traceable that we ain't found out about. Well, I wish I anyway. could find out what it is. Yeah. I mean, I always, bet on, I always bet on the Mexican horse. That's going to win that cartel money. I and mean, that's something like as fast. I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you. Or, or, you know, if not, they'll buy the race off. I'm sure. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Never thought yeah. about They've that. They've got the jockeys figured out. Yeah. You know? Fuck. But it's, uh, you wouldn't believe them. It's, it's a culture shock. Big time. Yeah. Somebody's not from down here. Oh. I went. I went over there the other, like a few weeks ago when I was there. Like his arena across the road, like I was saying, a railroad track, and then his arena is on that part of the ranch. And I mean, we pulled out of his house, and they got ten people handcuffed right there. And we stopped, and Martin's just bullshitting with the you know the border patrol like any other Tuesday, and then and then go right through there. I mean, it's crazy. It's yeah, all it's, over. You, oh, it's everywhere, everywhere. To to have your whole place outlined with with. Uh, you know, to, to make it to where you could feel safe to live in, you know, it feels like my wife made a comment the other day. So, you know, I feel like I live inside of prison with all this razor wire and everything. But I mean, without it, you know, you just get bombarded. Yeah. You know, you don't not have to live like that. Tell them how you uh, got that, that, the, cause I asked him about the railroad track. I said, how do you, what about them blowing that freaking train horn all night going oh. by there? And I, I said, how did you, he said, I stopped that. I said, how? Oh, uh, that, we, uh, there's an old man that we was, I'd always see him at the beer joint in town and he was the engineer and he would blow that goddamn horn every night. So I went to leave him. I saw what he was drinking. I went to leave him a fifth of crown there on the, right there on the, hanging on the post right by my crossing. If he wouldn't blow that goddamn horn and he's <laughs> the only time he got to quit blowing that horn. He'd, he'd blow it when he was nearly for another fifth of crown, yeah. <laughs> but shit, they, they don't blow it no more. It's a great place. So I, at the end of the day, I love it over here. Yeah, has the have the buoys the buoys stopped anything? I seen uh, that was recently. They put that in the hey river. anything that works, they bitch about. Them buoys are, <laughs> you know, they they, they work. Yeah, you know, I wish they do the whole goddamn river that way. Yeah, but you know they they you know they they just they're trying to figure out any which way. You ought to see the buses of people coming in to protest the buoys. No shit. The fuck. Oh, it's horrible. They just bring them in from all over. There was a picture of the newspaper the other day and they were saying how the Eagle Pass residents were upset about the buoys and there was like a group of 30 people and like 20 of them were white. I was like, what the shit? There's like four white people in this whole town. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know that's brought in, they're shipped in. I don't know what you think. Uh, but it's but the media is just taking it and running with it, man. 100%. That's probably why that documentary would get so like 
into it when it came to right because you actually see the real shit like you're talking about how what you see on the news is definitely not what what you're living in oh not they don't they don't they don't report anything that's the truth about when it comes to this border i don't know why but you know but but you know mexico's complaining about about those buoys but if you'll look it up uh between mexico i think mexico and guatemala or somewhere down, down there they have the largest wall in the world you know the tallest wall to keep the keep them out of their country but when we put up a thousand foot of buoys over here they tell us how we're uh you know how, how we're just discriminating against mexico yeah, yeah. like you know you know yes about their wall they don't even say shit fuck but it's huh. it's just it's uh it pisses you off to look watch the media to sit there and lie about shit just not right report the truth I guess we know which way you're voting in 2024, then, Martin. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm not voting for this idiot again. Yeah. But the hell, I have a buddy. My buddy just, my neighbor just moved up there to New York to be a border patrol, and he said, "Man, it's 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 a hot, hot it's a lot harder." Uh, let me get this fucking. Oh shit! He went off. <laughs> He's got to come back up. Did he? Yeah, I think he hit the wrong button. He's got big thumbs. There we got you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Shit, I don't know how to work this thing. That's quite funny. Douglas said you got big thumbs. <laughs> yeah, God, God damn, he wouldn't know what that is when he little bitty gypsy hands. And, uh, gypsy hands slapped slap the shit out somebody. Oh, oh shit. Like a little <laughs> goddamn mosquito. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you were talking about your no, money in New York, though. That's the Border Patrol? Yeah, he said, man, it's a lot harder to catch people up there because he said they're all white. He said, shit, coming across the Canadian border, he said, you don't even know who's, you know, who's illegal and who isn't. Yeah, I guess everywhere has its fucking shit that goes on, but I feel like it's cartel adds a lot to uh to danger, danger pay, and all the different stuff that come along, like right where you're at, right where it's life. It's, life doesn't really matter, you know. Like you said, like some of them people, it, a life doesn't it's matter. Not, it's not even Mexicans though that are coming across like that. If you just make it to the Mexican border, so you got uh you know the ta- Taliban type people that that are coming over to go through Mexico that come across like, so it's Saudis. It's all kinds of people. Oh, that, they're, they're from, they're from the Congo of Africa yeah. from all over the world, man. I think there's 143 different countries they've come from. I mean, nine eleven yeah. happened with, with heightened security. You see, you can only imagine if we just let these people come in by the dozen or hundred. Yeah. It's, it, it's, 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 uh, it is really a bad deal. Really dangerous, you know, for, for everybody. When you, Martin, when you say when you go across and the and like the old boys aren't in the in the plaza and you just turn around, is that due to the fact that like there's shit going down and you that might means get caught? Happened. Yeah, like, but is that like you're nervous because you could get caught in the middle of something? Or oh yeah, it's not time yeah, to no, buy cows, or it's just dangerous. At no, that time, it's just but. you could get it's just dangerous. You could get caught. You know, you know, you can get caught in crossfire. You can, like I said, they don't give a shit in the military. They, they got a 16 year old kid with you know with his finger on a 50 caliber gatlin gun whatever the hell or machine gun on top of a humvee mm-hmm. and they just go to shoot you know and I, you just don't want to be there and you know you don't know what's going to happen and that means the bad guys are right around there too that you just don't want to get in the middle of it fuck but it's going home <laughs> going to get my dog yeah just, exactly you know you just mexico I, there... I, thought, I was looking for texaco a texaco station <laughs> i gotta go back <laughs> <laughs> yeah Shit, I made the wrong turn. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's I don't I don't know. It's I think it's a sad state of affairs that 
they let it get that bad to where these cartels just they run everything over there. Everything. They control it all. They got their hand in the cattle business too, I imagine. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've uh yeah, I've I've bought cattle from them and don't even know it. You know, and it's right. just uh you know, I've I had one story that that uh don't send any names or anybody anything like that, but or any towns, but I went uh I was buying cattle from these two guys and I thought, you know, something was, I knew they weren't all the way clear because they couldn't cross the river. So on a Saturday, I was going over there to uh, look at some cattle because the, the market was going straight up and I was trying to get them bought and, you know, before they crossed and, you know, it would end up saving me about five or 10 cents a pound. And we, you know, we'd buy thousands of them. And uh, so you go across and in order to cross Cross cattle out of Mexico, they got to have a, an M brand on them. They got to be castrated. They got to be, you know, having, you know, some TB tags and, and everything in their ears. So, you know, with without that, they can't cross. So uh, I go across the river and, and I, before I went got to the river, I stopped at the little convenience store to get a can of snuff and uh, like a big red or something. And uh, when I walk in there, I get my, what I need and I'm walking out. And I, you know, where they put the newspapers in front of the doors, I, you know, happened to glance over there and look at the headlines. And when I got to my truck, I thought, damn, that person looked familiar on that paper. So I walked back inside and the guy I was meeting was on the front page of the paper, you know. So uh, and he, you know, talking about, you know, how they were interlocked and everything. And so I called my partner and told him what, you know, what I needed to do. And, you know, they pretty much agreed that I needed to go over there and, you know, they were just feeling me out. So I went across the river and met up with them. And we went to, uh, out here to this ranch where they kept their cattle and I'd get in the bed of the truck and, you know, we'd drive through down the feed bed, the bunks and, you know, look at the cattle and I'd give them a price and we'd make a trade. Well, I noticed that the cattle still had, you know, they weren't castrated. They were, you know, they, they, they were still intact that way and they, they didn't have no TV tags, no brands. And, uh, I knew they weren't crossing, but, uh, I, the whole time I tried to act regular, you know, like, you know, and I'd give them shit, you know, fuck what they call me wet. I call them Mexicans. And, um, so we would, you know, go on about this. Well, I told the, the guy I met with is, you know, Hey, you know, I, I need to get back home. And why I said it, I don't know, but it was a Saturday. And, and I told him, he said, why do you got to get home? And I said, well, I got to make a bank wire. <laughs> and he looked at yeah, on a Saturday. He looked at me and said, there ain't no fucking banks open on Saturday. Fuck. I was like, fuck. I said, so the only thing I could come to, my wife would probably love this, is, is I told him, uh, well, I didn't want to, you know, razz you. Kim's going to get mad at me. I didn't want to, you know, just try to act like a pussy. <laughs> And he said, "Now, nah, now nah, we're gonna stay here and have a car, have a barbecue." And the whole time I thought, "Oh my God, they're gonna kill me!" Barbecue, you killed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Shit, it's it's over. It's, we're gonna, we're, I'm done." So we sit down, and they, you know, here comes all the, you know, a bunch of whores show up, and a bunch of got other people I didn't know, and we're all drinking and barbecuing. And the whole time I'm trying to act regular, you know, slapping them on the fucking shoulder, telling them they're fucking pussies and shit like that, and knowing <laughs> that they're fucking knowing what they were then, you know, before I didn't know what they were. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, every time I needed to get a break, I'd go in the bathroom and sit on the shitter and fucking goddamn hyperventilate. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, 
we this this continued on, continued on until about four o'clock in the in the afternoon. And I said, Man, I gotta get home. And he said, All right, let's go. And he pointed at two guys. He said, Hey, you and you, come on. Well, fuck. I just watched that movie Casino, where with uh no Goodfellas. Yeah. Where they stabbed the guy in the back of the neck, back of the head with that ice pick. And I said, by, and by then I was getting drunk. And I was like, if they're going to kill me, I'm going to be drunk. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting drunk. And I, got, I didn't give a shit. And I just went to, I, I got the front seat and there's other guys in the back. And I turned around and had my back to the do- door and look at them, my guys in the back seat, tell them they were faggots and shit like that. <laughs> and uh, we were driving back and we'd come into a, uh, a roadblock. And it's the military. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, it's not these guys that's going to kill me. It's, I said, it's, it's these guys are going to try to kill these guys, and I'm going to be in the fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you got to think about one of these military roadboxes. It, it's a Humvee with a 50 caliber machine gun on top with a grenade launcher and a fucking 16 year old kid that's scared to fucking death with his finger on the trigger to shake <laughs> And he was, we were driving up there, and he said, hey, Hey, Marty, don't say nothing. I was like, well, you fucking be nice. Don't be a dick. And he was like, well, just don't say shit. And we get all the way up there and he asked where we were going. And the guy I met, he was like, well, you know, pretty much none of your business. And I was like, fuck that. We're going, we're going up here. <laughs> and I was like, don't be a fucking dick. <laughs> well, uh, we, we get through this deal and I ain't never been so fucking scared in my life, you know, but it's, uh, so we get there and we get on the outskirts of town and he uh, pulls over and there's a taxi cab there and tells me, he said, get in the car with him. He's going to take you to the bridge and uh, those cattle aren't crossing. And I was like, fuck, I know. And then by then I thought, fuck, it's over. He's going to shoot me in the fucking back. So uh, I got out and that fucking cab driver, you know, was sitting there and he was a little bitty fucker. And uh, the guy I went and met, he, he was like, man, we, you, you know, you've always made me laugh. We've always been cool. Me and you are good. And he just fucking drove off, and this fucking cab driver was trying to get me to get in the back seat. And I said, fuck you. I whip your fucking ass. I crawled off the front seat with that summage and had my hand behind his fucking back while he was driving. Just, you know, right, grab a hold of it. I thought he was going to fucking shoot me. <sighs> but, oh, yeah, it, it was, uh, the story would be a lot better if I, you know, I just got to leave a bunch of parts out, but it was a, yeah. it was a crazy fucking time, man. I, I, How long to your ass unpuckered when you got into America? Um, when I got, this is a good part. I got back over, when I got back over here, I went into my buddy's off my partner's office and I sat down and I just, I was so fucking scared. I just sat down and I went to crying. Yeah. I just went to fucking crying. I was like, man, I, you don't understand. You know, those guys, I, I just read where they get people in acid alive. Yeah. You know, just let them. I mean, it, it, I went to balling like a fucking baby. But hey, uh, you, you wouldn't have fit in a fifty-five gallon drum. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're taking a lot of fucking acid and a lot of diesel to burn me up. But what, what, what's what's fucked up is about oh about a year ago, my buddies were over here roping with me from they're from Mexico, and his girlfriend walked up to me and said, uh, "My uncle wants to talk to you." And I said, what? And she told me his name. I said, man, I don't, the only one I know like that is, you know, he, he's not around. And she said, oh, yeah, that's him. Talk to him. And I talked to him. And he was he was in the Mexican prison talking to me on a cell phone. Oh, you know, just, you know, fuck, told me, told me I was a fucking pussy. 
<laughs> you were scared. And I was like, fuck yeah, I was scared. You know. And he always liked was, you. Uh, he liked you. That's what that's what Oh yeah. He, he was he was laughing. He's like, You a big old pussy. I was like, Well, fucking, you know. He said, You know the guy you kept calling a faggot, the Mexican? He said, Yeah. He goes, Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to call him the faggot or Mexican now. <laughs> he had Damn. the he had the Grim Reaper tattooed on his neck. Yeah, I never put two and two together. <laughs> I, I, he, he was always making the tacos and i thought well shit he just got him cook yeah. he did a lot more cooking than you know just food <laughs> but, so why would they why know, would they bring you over there in the first place if they knew they were going to cross was it like a setup to see if you were cool or what the yeah fuck? I, I, I think they were just feeling me out to see if yep. what, what it was you know yeah you know which i didn't have no i didn't do nothing you know i didn't i didn't know I mean, you don't know who you're dealing with over there. Oof, you know, oh, you, you, everybody thinks that these cartels are just little gangbangers and stuff. No, they're they're business people, man. Nobody can run a you know organization like that and be a gangbanger, be an idiot. They got to be smart. You, know? <laughs> you said you said when you're driving, they're driving you're around that day, looking at the cattle. You weren't really. You're like, oh yeah, I'll take them. They look, they look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. I'll take it. Let's go. Fuck yeah, they I look great. All of them. <laughs> <Load> them <up. laughs> yeah. You know, said, no cuts today. Pay a double. Pay a double. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't give a fuck. I was just sitting there fucking. I'd give them anything they wanted to leave me to go home. But it was, it was, uh, it was a fucking experience I'll never forget. Damn. You know, you, you, you the, the, that'll tell you how tough you are. I'm gonna tell you that much. Yeah. Everybody says, "Well, I'd have done this. I'd have done that." No, you fucking wouldn't have done near the shit. You think? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Man. But knowing that they can just end you right there, and then you know, then not even lose any sleep over it. Yeah. So do you got yeah. like a do you got a um like your trusted partners now maybe or something like that? Like you say, it's kind of dangerous and shitty over there. But is there a few that you like know and you'll just oh. strictly deal with that now instead of yeah? No, I, I deal with those guys, and I got a group of guys that you know they they're they're just good people. You know, Mexican people are good people. You know, they're very they're friendly. They're very polite, you know, by, by nature, by culture. And, uh, you know, I deal with the same ones every time. And they're, uh, you know, to this day, they tell me, you know, don't go over there. You know, if you need to look at something, we'll go look at it. Oh, cool. You know, just, just stay out from, stay out of there. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how you can drive down the road and you'll just see a kid sitting on a, on a fence post, leaned up against it and with a walkie talkie. And if they see a car they don't, they're not familiar with, they'll call it in. You know, it's the the word of mouth is how they how they do everything down there, and you can't, you know, they they can't protect you from that. You know, it's all word of mouth. Yeah, I uh, think I was I was eight years old. I was playing Cowboys and Indians. Not some bucks on a walkie-talkie, talk radio. Yeah, he's on a walkie-talkie. <laughs> you know, radio and somebody get killed. You know, get something happened to him. But it's. It's a it's a different world, man. Different, different world. You can look at all these, all these. You know, they glorify it in the movies and everything like that. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see why. You know, they just try to they, they get these kids to thinking that's the way to go. Hey, I gotta ask you about um uh team roping the other day in Hamilton with uh Arliss Pierce's son. Can you tell me the story on this? <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> now he uh Arliss's son. He's uh. So he's sitting there with my buddy York, me and Artis are roping, and uh <laughs> we got back over there and York doesn't have any kids. And he's uh 
he's watching artists uh, styles is his name and he's sitting there when i walk up he's got a water bottle on the end of his rope and he's at the concession stand he's just swinging this summit around and just getting everybody wet as shit and in new york he's he's such a fucking bitch i love him to death but he doesn't know he doesn't know how to control him he's like oh Styles, he keeps clapping his hands, and Styles like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, Styles, you little motherfucker!" I said, "Quit that fucking shit!" And that little cocksucker, he puts his rope down, and he walks right up to me, and he goes, "Fuck you, Martine!" <laughs> and he, he's about seven, and I'm like, "Fuck you, you little cocksucker!" <laughs> and he guy, has Down so- syndrome, though. He's got he did left that out, right? He's he's he's, he's autistic, yeah. right? So no, he's, yeah, he, he's. But but it, but he, yeah, and, and it is, but he, he doesn't, it's not like his dad doesn't treat him any different than a regular kid. I mean, he's, yeah. oh, yeah, he walks up to me and tells me pretty much to get fucked. <laughs> and so I told him to get fucked back. And some guy from the fucking, that was just standing there, just said, You can't talk to that kid like that. I said, What the fuck? Fuck you. This kid just told me to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, and then an artist rides up there and whistles. That little motherfucker just stands at attention and does whatever he says. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, an artist is about fucking two foot ten. <laughs> you know, you think I'd, you think my big ass would have him a little scared? Fuck you, Martine. <laughs> well, how did y'all get that? So, who told you about that one? Uh, Douglas. Douglas. Yeah, I told you. I, I told you. I done called your whole your whole posse trying to dig up the stories. Did you call artists? Yeah, I asked you for his number. What did you think I was calling him for? Oh fuck! I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm a fucking artist. I'm gonna fucking call he said, him, motherfucker. He said, he said to ask him about it. And he said, he said, my son. You know, he said, but ask him about the team roping the other day, and and get him to say him arguing with my boy. Yeah, I didn't argue. The little fucker told me to get fucked. You know? <laughs> So you can eat a dick. Don't fucking talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have that, that kid, I love him. He loves me and I love him to death. You know, yeah, that's what I he said. Him, you know, I, I taught him the word pussy. <laughs> well, now, now you'll awesome. be, be able to teach him what NFP stands for. Uh, yeah, no yeah. fucking pussies. <laughs> but he, he's, uh, you know, I'm going I'm to get him. I'm, I'm bound to determine I'm going to get him to come down here when he's about, about 15 and, and I'm going to buy him his first piece of pussy. Okay. <laughs> I, I said i will say this like so at all the people that i've ever met is is what you see is what you get with martine and i got introduced to martine through another friend of mine and it's uh if you have a if you don't know how to take them and if you got a a weak you know weak mind like he's he's you're not gonna he's gonna be offended real easy but if you want a sound buck that's the same every time all day that I go to bat for you and will tell you the truth and have your back. Like when in the fucking trenches, like that's Martine wall. And so he's through, through this relationship to become one of my best buds. And hell, I enjoy just, as you can tell from this deal, I, I'll call and bullshit with him uh, for 30 minutes. If I'm having a bad day. Cause I mean, he, by the time I get off, I've laughed so damn hard, <laughs> but uh, he, you know, he, he damn sure don't sugarcoat anything and he don't change for anybody. And but he's his words gold, uh, does what he says, and he's that type of guy. So he's straight. Well, up I appreciate guy. that, Douglas. I appreciate yeah. that. You're welcome. You know, a lot of fuckers can't don't know don't know how to take me. 
you know, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't going to get you the, all the friends, but it'll get you the right ones. Oh, you goddamn right. I told uh, I told my daughter the other day, she was telling me that I was too vocal. You know, sometimes I need to shut my mouth. And I said, uh, so you were pretty much asking me to fucking act like somebody I'm not. And she's, you know, pretty much that's how I took it. And she's, I told her, I said, I'm going to be the same motherfucker today as I was yesterday. And tomorrow I'll be the same motherfucker I am today. <laughs> Fuck them if they don't like it. <laughs> we might set a new record with F-bombs on this pod. This that's might good. be a record breaker. Well, yeah, like that's a part of my vocabulary. Yeah, me too. Don't worry. Hey, you, I mean, they got to know who, you know, somebody's got to know who you are. You don't want to be fake. Yeah. You know, they got to see you know, what side of the line you stand on. That's good. In that documentary, when you were, there was the one part that I got sent and it was about the, the whores not coming out somewhere. What was the, what was the situation there? Was that a big ordeal? Oh, or what? yeah. They, I did when the whores didn't come out. They, uh, <laughs> they closed the whorehouse down over here in, uh, over there in Acuna. Because they moved all the cross, they, they they had left Acuna open. That's our neighbor city, and they shut Piedras Negras down. And well, hell, they left the whorehouse open in Piedras Negras. They closed the whorehouse down in Acuna because it was too dangerous. And I was like, when well, the whores don't want to come out, you know, you know it's fucking dangerous then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know they run with some fucking all kinds of people. Yeah, but it's uh, shit. you know, when I was in that when we went to that documentary, we did a bunch of you know Q and As, and I was supposed to be there for a week there at Sundance. Well, I'm gonna tell you what it was. Uh, that I, there was a bullfighting scene in there where they had we used to have bullfights across the river here. We'd go to all the time, and I remember at the end of the documentary we had to do a a Q and A, and it was at Robert Redford's uh, at his uh, venue, and or they this I think was, some woman asked me about the bullfight and how I was a fucking barbarian and you know, you know. That, how how cruel it was, and I mean, I just told, took it all out of you know that that's a culture deal over there. That's just what they do. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was sitting there, I wanted to tell her what a fucking bitch she was, and they turned my goddamn mic off. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, the guys that did the documentary are like, "Well, that's a culture thing." I was like, "Hold on, this motherfucker won't work." <laughs> yeah, I, I tell her what a fucking cunt she is. <laughs> They but, knew. They knew you know, what you were gonna say. <laughs> oh, they knew exactly. They cut that motherfucker off, and then I, I said, "You know what?" And I think it was the fourth day I was there. I was fucking walking down the down the main drag there at Park City, and I saw this guy, and I saw he was coming other coming walking towards me, and he had a he had a big old afro with a, with a with like a comb stuck in his hair. I'll never forget it. And he had a a yellow sh- a shirt with yellow sleeves, brown pockets, purple. I mean, it was just the ugliest thing I'd ever seen. And a pair of pink pants. And I told my buddy that the guy I was there with, I said, look at this motherfucker here. <laughs> I was like, God damn, how could you even dress like that? And right when he got to me, he said, hey, you're Martin. Well, you're the guy from Western. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I'm fucking out of here. I caught the next flight out of there. I was like, man, if these motherfuckers <laughs> know who I am, I said, if, if he's not a fucking... Something to be laughing at. I am. I'm out of here. <laughs> but there was uh, yeah. I met all kinds of people there. I was uh, I was sitting there talking. I forget the guy's name. Uh, he was a, a ended up being a pretty famous movie actor, a movie star. I said I was sitting. I talked to him for an hour. A really nice guy. Uh, God damn it, my wife will tell you exactly who his name is because I saw him on Jay Leno the next day. 
Tom no, Cruise. he's a queer. Uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, he was in that yeah. movie with uh, Denzel Washington when he was a cop, a dirty uh, cop. Ethan Hawke? Yeah, yeah that's Ethan it. That's Hawk. it. Yeah. 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 I talked to him for an hour and he was a nice guy. And I, like a dumb fuck, I told him, I hope your movie career works out for you, buddy. And yeah. I had no goddamn clue he was fucking famous already. My wife said, You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, it was a. Uh, that was an experience, but I wouldn't ever want to do it again. And what's that called for people? Uh, we have trouble getting uh, it up called, here, but we can find it somewhere. It's called Western. It's on uh, the Ross Brothers, or the ones that did the that made it. R O S S uh, Brothers, and it's it's. A, I mean, hell, it won its category there at Sundance Film Festival. It went all over the world. Yeah, I mean, it was on tour forever. And, I mean, it it was. Uh, it's it's kind of a fly on the wall deal doesn't have any comedy you just kind of you follow the storyline yourself yeah but it, it, it's damn sure a truthful documentary yeah i'm guessing so if you if you're the one that they're yeah. following around they're gonna get the truths <laughs> oh yeah and they, i remember when they first came out they were we were across a bunch of cattle and i was here about my, my scale and i thought uh i looked over at him and one had red boots on one had long hair to his shoulders they were fucking <laughs> i was just like man i've run around with me you're gonna not look like i took a fucking queer so I went and got him fucking made him buy a new wardrobe. And then we went uh we went and got on some we got some Mexican diet pills, which those are some I mean they're they're pretty tough. Yeah. And uh I took him hog hunting. And I, I used to have dogs that uh that we would catch some hogs with, we'd stab them. Yeah. And I took him out there and made him fucking caught a big ass hog, like three hundred something pounds, and made him run up there and stab that some bitch, and they're all geeked out with fucking down in Mexican diet pills, they all speeded out. <laughs> but and then I painted their face with blood, and they went to they they're all fucked up. They forgot that blood is on their face. They went to the convenience store to buy more beer and shit. <laughs> they just murdered somebody. <laughs> but I had the police like talking to them, all kinds of shit. No shit. But uh oh man, we you know these truck drivers when to come by here, we get these little these Mexican diet pills and when I was younger and god damn they were they'd wire the shit out of you. Really? What is what? Like, work what all what's night in it? Like just like like Adderall or something, or is it like a? Well, it's it's, it's fucking I, amphetamine. I yeah. guess I don't know. <laughs> it, you know. They're not they're not legal over here, but they sure fucking work. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good. I, I can't do it. I'm too fat now. I can't do it no more. They'll probably give me a heart attack. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. So then but, uh, they jumped right on board after that. They were into it. Oh like, yeah, they were fucking. They're all. And I'm gonna tell you what they they portrayed it the way it was really was. They didn't make me out to be a fucking idiot or nothing. But yeah. uh, they 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 in the hell. Matter of fact, there's a uh, one of them is getting married here in October, and I'm I'm going to their wedding. And they're gonna have it down here in Eagle Pass. Oh cool. Yeah. So shit. It's it's like, like I said. It's there's a romance to this river that's that'll always drive people back to it. Yeah, you know the 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 romance of just of two different. I mean, it's just two different worlds right here side by side. Yeah, you know, and it's you know when it when it's good, it's a lot of fun, man. I don't know if you've been to Mexico any. No, never actually have. No, just drove along the border oh. like where you guys are around there, right? But not never never crossed over. You never been to the whorehouse? Nah. Oh God. <laughs> well, you don't know what you're missing. You know, I, an old man always told me you never you don't pay to fuck them, you pay them to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's uh 
it's a lot of fun, man. You talk about that like border of the robots. I think of that. Remember um, all the pretty horses with Matt Damon. And, yeah, that was filmed uh, right here, uh, right up the road from me. Oh shit! Eh? And it's just like that's, yeah, it's, you're right across the border, but completely two different worlds, huh? Oh, two different worlds, man. It, it's yep. uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun over there. When it's fun, it's there. You know, ain't nobody having more fun than a Mexican. You know, they all have fun in anywhere. Yeah, and uh, shooting it. I love it over there, but it's just it's it's not worth going over there right now. What do you think would would take for you think it'll ever go back to where it was, or do you think I, both leaderships need to change? What do you think actually needs to be done I, to get I, shit back in? I line? think it's I don't I don't think it'll ever go back to the way it was because the cartels are so influenced into the into the you know to their their uh, government now, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like this in 2019 wasn't like this at all yeah. and uh you just, we don't have a border patrol you know i think it needs a new director number one we need a new president number two you know my, my grandpa my dad always told me that when they take more to vida away that means the payoff then mexico would be a lot better well they're never going to do that yeah. you got to pay off to do whatever you want i mean you got to grease somebody's hand yeah that's just the way of, the way it is but it's uh you know, I tell you what, my daughter is fixing to go to college. She's 18, grew up here down here on this river. And her she's got a lot of friends in Mexico. And she hears her friends, hears the story of us going across Mexico while she wants to go. And 99% of the time, she'll be fine. But it's that 1% that she's not. Yeah. And there's no way I can help her. So I won't let her go across, you know, during, during, at night. You know, she can go during the day, but not at night. And yeah. she just can't figure she can't figure it out. And I was like, "Well, man, if anything ever happened to you and I couldn't help you, and I gave you permission to go, I said I'd never forgive myself." Yeah, you know, because most people over there, ninety nine point nine percent of them are good people, man. They're really hardworking, good, honest people. Yeah. But the point one percent controls that image. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and, it, and we're right here in the fucking gut of the fucking of the dragon right now. Yeah, you know we're we're right in the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so all the shit comes right out of there. Yeah, that's but, another question I want to ask you then too. Like where you're at right now, and you you've talked about it a few times. I feel like I know the answer, but like you say, four generations or however much it it might be the dangers and the wire fence that's now up around you and the dog. Like you know, it just seems like shit's getting real and real every day but is there ever a time that you could see yourself packing up having to leave out there or you that's your ride and die right I, there i'm riding and dying buddy uh it's this is my home man if i leave that means i'd give them my home and then you know fuck them i mean i ain't giving it up yeah you know i've you know we, we've uh we've leased this place for years and years and i finally got to buy it you know we had a hundred year lease on it and uh, I finally got to buy it. And as soon as I bought it, matter of fact, the day I bought it is when those fuckers came in my house. Oh, shit. That fucking night. Yeah. Fuck. May 20th, 2020 <laughs> is when they fucking walked in my house. Uh, and, I mean, I was like, God damn it. I just bought this motherfucker. <laughs> you know, my wife's like, what the fuck? I was like, God damn it. I just bought it. You already want to leave? <laughs> fuck, we made 24 hours of this son of a bitch. <laughs> you know yeah 100 fucking years and i gotta put up with this fucking shit (laughs) but it's uh now it 
I'd never leave. I'd never. And I, I've thought about sending my family to San Antonio and let them go there and me stay here. But, oh, you know, if it got bad enough, I would. But man, until then, I'm I'm a I'm I'm fucking holding my own. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then um, the other aspect that you do too, Douglas was touching on a little bit, but you uh, you team rope and stuff, right? World Series, people could see you doing some oh, of that yeah. stuff. Full on. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was uh, it was. I guess I attempt to. I ain't won shit this year. Yeah. You know, last year I won quite a bit. I won like 120 grand, but this year, you know, my I had longer hair. And my wife cut my fucking hair. I told her she's like I was Samson. She's Delilah. She cut my fucking power away, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you know, we gotta blame somebody. Yeah, <laughs> Can't yeah. be me. No. <laughs> but no shit. I was matter of fact, I was on the other line with my buddy York Gill. He was he was uh I was talking to him about team roping while I was he, he called in while we were doing this. Yeah. But so I would, you know, and, and you're not riding bulls no more. No, I'm fighting them now. Doing some bullfighting stuff up here in uh, in Canada, so that keeps me just as busy. Anyway, it's been good, been real good. Well, doesn't Shorty have the fighting bulls over here still or no? I don't know if he still has those or not. There's a couple different associations that do it. There's like the UBFs and all the different fighting bull stuff, but I don't know if Shorty's yeah. involved with it. Anymore. I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard Shorty's name in years. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he's up to. I haven't seen him forever. Is he, that around he, where he, you're at, Atunia? Yeah, he's, he at? Uh, he's probably. He's over there in uh, Catula. Catula, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with his father-in-law over on his place. Yeah, I don't know if he's still there or not. I yeah. I, I don't know him. I just know of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I know his father-in-law's a good man. Yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. a fucking legend. <laughs> a legend. <laughs> Have y'all done a podcast with Phil yet? No, that'd be sweet. Well, yeah, but he's a good man, man. I'll tell you what, he's uh he's a legend. Yeah, fuck yeah, full but, on legend. And then. Oh, one hundred percent. But then JB, I think he was living in Catula, but he moved to uh, with Stephenville, I think. He was up at Calgary. We got to catch up and have a little bullshit there and do some of that stuff. So yeah, he's still rodeoing, going hard, killing it. Yeah, he he. But no more PBR. No, he's done PBR. He's just straight rodeo cowboy and going to the made the NFR once and now trying to get back onto it. Just traveling trying around to, with his family and rodeoing. Is he trying to win a gold buckle or what? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Add that to the uh, resume. Then, yeah, I think the resume is pretty full. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably, probably go to goat roping or some kind of shit yeah. like that after that. Yeah, that's but shit. yeah, shit. Uh, so the there, there was a bunch of fighting bulls that come across here. Uh, my buddy Casey Cordell, he's passed away. Yeah. He had some fighting bulls cross here not too long ago. We were before he passed. He had them come across the river, and I, I'd never been around them fuckers before. They're fucking nuts. Crazy, hey. Oh man, a, a friend of mine they, they raise them down there. How would they handle them on the other side? Like, is the facilities pretty good or is it pretty western, as we would say? It was pretty western on that deal. The facilities are good; they're all pipe pins and everything. But I think what they did with those is they put uh they put tarps around the fences and stuff to where they could kind of handle them a little better. Yeah. And uh, it was I, I know one thing they put it in a they put them in a regular old fucking stock trader after they dipped them and they were mad motherfuckers. Oh yeah, you know when they were tearing that so much up, but you know it's uh those, but the way they they handle them out there, my buddy's place that raises them, they're they're in Mexico. They they just turn them loose. They're on a mountain up there, Oof. you know. It, they're wild as shit, man. They don't even see that. I don't. They don't see people. 
but uh, then they bring them up he here. He doesn't sell them to those, like to the guys that are putting on those bullfights and shit. Is that where they're coming? No, up? they go they go to Spain and shit with them. Oh, and, okay. and selling, you put on bullfights in Spain and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean they're a big time, you know, breeder of them. The real deal, but uh, yeah, the real deal. But they're I don't, I don't I mean the way their their pins are set up, shit, it's all dark and everything else. <laughs> they just open gates and doors and shit, and they just run from pin to pin. <laughs> oh, but that's so. Fuck. So no what y'all don't ever hell y'all need to come down here and check it out down here so y'all know what we're talking about. I know, hundred percent. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah, I'm all yeah. in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me we how I used to get my damn thermal and go out at night and you know, we'd go hog hunt, but now we just go out there to see how many guys we can see in the brush. No shit. You know, it's that bad. Hey, they're just around. constantly people everywhere. Why why oh, do you think why is the border patrol is this just like too much? For them, or is it all the regulations? No, the border, they can't the, do anything anyway. Or what? They got regulate. They've got yeah. regulations like you wouldn't believe, and they, they just can't fucking. Their hands are tied, man, and, and yeah. they're pissed about it. They're, yeah. They haven't been to the river. We haven't had a border patrol agent on the river since since uh, inauguration of Joe Biden. Holy shit! Yeah, you know we have no. They don't even patrol the river. Fuck. You know it's, it's sad. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for the DPS, we would be a lot worse off. Which the is Texas what? Department of Transport, the 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 governor, okay, has sent all of the the state police down here, yeah, to to kind of cover, fill in for the border patrol, to to be the border patrol, yeah, you know that's what they're all bitching about. So Governor Abbott, which I I think he's great, yeah, you know, little fuckers got some balls, just trying to get things stopped anyway. So like, yeah, like you say, like <laughs> Texas just kind of doing their own thing, even though the border patrol yeah. can't do much. Your governor's trying to. You know, clean shit up. Texas is their own. Is there? I mean, we we're the only state I believe that can fly their flag the same height as the American flag. <laughs> you know, we were a republic. Uh, so, you know, which, you know, when I went to college, in Louisiana, they're like, "Well, you people from Texas are arrogant. Think you're better than everybody." I was like, "Well, we don't think. We know. <laughs> Y'all are all fucking down here." <laughs> but. uh you know, uh, y'all don't come to like where are y'all from? Where are y'all out of in Canada? Saskatchewan. Uh, yeah, Saskatchewan. Yeah, right in the middle and north. We're very north. I, yeah. Everybody I knew was like Curtis Cassidy and all them. Alberta. Where they Alberta. Just a straight Alberta. beside us. Yeah, we're right beside them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then that that Quebec, is that in Canada, isn't it? Yeah, further out east of us. Yeah, that's north of New York. Yeah. Like that's north of New okay. York. We're north, we're north of Montana. Yeah, sure. and uh, North, Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah. Oh, so y'all see the North Dakota yeah. National Guard is down here right now, putting up this fence for me. Oh shit! Yeah, damn. They're down here. They're the, they're they're the whole all North Dakota National Guard are the ones putting up my fence. <laughs> Got nice guys. They all yeah. talk like these. What the fuck, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? What do you? What's a mean? <laughs> goddamn ace for asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. man, oh this has been good, buddy. We uh sure appreciate you popping on and taking the time to do it. I know you got a lot of shit on the go around there, so it's pretty sweet that you Douglas lined us up. We got well, to meet you and do this very much. Yeah, hell, you know, it's yeah. I want to come. I want to come I... down and get the 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 PG stories. Mm-hmm. PG. Fuck that. Non PG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, non PG. Now we can do that non-PG. in a heartbeat. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they, they might not have the whorehouse open anymore, but the whores will come over here if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, y'all, 
Y'all are more than welcome. I'll show y'all all around this. Yeah. It, it's just a, it's totally my, everybody comes down here just mind blown. Yeah. Of the yeah. shit that goes on down here. That's what Douglas was saying. It's like, and it's hard to explain through the podcast, but I think you did a good job of it, of like the, the realness of it and what the fuck is saying a movie and the media is not sharing what is actually going on. Right. When you get in the battle, yeah. like you're in, it's fucking the real deal. The media is not, you know, this shit ain't fucking normal. You know, this shit's real. Yeah, no shit. You know, I was talking to my daughter the other day, and there's a Black Fox helicopter right above my arena, and there's fucking guys roping out of it, coming down here to, you know, chase a group. And I was talking to that, that shit isn't normal. Yeah. We're not supposed to be used to that shit. We're used to it. Yeah. You know, that, that's what they do in fucking Iraq and shit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It sounds, that's what it sounds like. Like a fucking. Yeah, it's the, the trash, man. Yeah. The fucking trash they leave out is they, yeah. the, the trash they leave. And then you ask them, Hey, can you have them pick up their trash? They said, no, it's degrading. We can't ask them to do it, but they, but, but, I, but I have to, it's yeah. fucking sad. Yeah. So well, I, t- I tell everybody because nobody knows what's going on down here. We got to ask you our uh, infamous question now with, uh, with the podcast that we ask everybody. And from what we've learned today, uh, this is a very fitting podcast for you with the no resume tour. And, uh, living off the land and uh we have our take on hashtag nfp but uh martin what's your hash what's your take on hashtag nfp uh no fucking pussies i think it's fucking great i mean that's i think i think our whole goddamn society ought to go by that hashtag nfp <laughs> amen we're run by a bunch of pussies Dee Dee